Hello, welcome to the Alternative Podcast. Uh, today we've got Nick with us, who's a fellow YouTuber, someone who we discovered from Alt Media United. Um, great, great community that uh, Mark's growing there. But, uh, Nick, do you want to tell us a bit about your journey? Uh, what actually got you to start your uh, podcast that you've got? Yeah, so I've always been into the whole conspiracy, alternative type media type stuff, you know. Back in the day with like, I think my first foray into it was Loose Change 9-11, which I think was a lot of people's, you know, back when 2005 or whenever that came out. And, you know, Zeitgeist, that that whole trilogy that came out forever ago. That was really the kind of, you know, got the ball rolling for a lot of things. Um, Alex Jones, even though he's over there now. But yeah, I just kind of, you know, I was never deep, deep into it. I wasn't like reading a bunch of books on it back in the day, but I was always interested by it because I knew that I always knew the society was off. Even when I was a kid, I was like, not, none of this stuff makes sense. But your parents were like, this is how it is. Bro. And I'm like, no, I mean, I don't I don't think it's really how it is. But um, yeah, so basically, what was it? About two and a half. It was early 2021. I, I was working in this machine shop and it was really kind of an easy job. But it's just like listen to podcasts, pump out parts. And that's about it. So I would just listen to like eight hours of podcasts a day, um, different conspiracy stuff, you know, like tinfoil hat, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just kind of went as deep as I could, really, because I didn't have anything else better to do. And I got to the point where I was like, there's so much information out there. There's so much that we know already. And I feel I just had to, I got to this point where I had to do something about it. I had this all this like I feel like there's too much going on. I'm aware of too much. I can't just be this guy working in this machine shop just doing nothing. So I started first with a website. Um, the website isn't even up anymore because I don't know. No one really cared. I put a lot of effort into this site and no one really cared. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I was proclaimingemancipation.com, which is where I got the podcast name. And basically just uploaded a bunch of information, just made a blog every day, did all that. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool. I had a lot of good stuff on there. I still have all the information from it, but it just kind of is what it is. And then um, it was the uh, next year where I decided to just actually make a podcast and made the podcast and just kind of just started pumping out episodes um yeah i just kind of you know talked about it as much as i could i got to a point where i hit this kind of wall where i'm talking about myself and i just kind of got this wall like i wasn't having conversations with people i couldn't really get any conversations with people so i was just kind of like okay well just kind of hit that you know, like i said hit that wall so yeah my um my life i mean for the longest time i really was not anybody i you know i dealt with depression since i was 14 um all that kind of stuff did you know different drugs throughout my 20s and everything uh it was kind of a long journey through my 20s it was a long journey but um a couple of years ago i found uh, a guy named tim james through a podcast who's a health guy he's the guy i work for now and i got some of his products i started doing group coaching and it totally changed my life totally changed my life Start, you know, did some detox products, started doing some green powders, green juice. And it totally, I mean, I felt like a whole new person in a, in a month. It was, I, it honestly blew my mind. And so from there, I kind of switched from conspiracy podcasts to health podcasts. And I got, you know, more alternative health because obviously we know, you know, big pharma, all that, they're, they're not good for people, obviously. So, and then, I mean, I kind of connected all this whole thing with this, like this, the global health conspiracy, because that is a true major conspiracy. Like these pharmaceutical companies conspire to make people sick, you know, work with food companies, work with all that to make people sick. So they have lifelong customers. Um, I actually just learned two days ago 
that I don't know if you about this, Philip Morris and um, another tobacco company, they bought like General Foods and other food companies in the early 80s, um, 1983 to 1985. I think Philip Morris bought the food company like, uh, you know, Kellogg, General Foods and stuff like that. They bought them in the 80s and used their exact same tactics that they used to sell cigarettes to start selling processed foods to kids. You know, that's when like cereal became really big. And then there's actually a point um, there's a life expectancy graph out there that you can see this point around 1983, 1985, where life expectancy starts going down. Like the rest of the world's going up, the United States is going down. And now if you see that graph, it's like life expectancy in the United States is like 71, 72. Other countries, it's like 85. And then you have to wonder like, why is this happening in the United States? It's it's our food. It's our food. It's our medical system. I'm sure you guys know you like half of our food over here is banned in the UK. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's insane. You know, we're, we're eating literally food that's illegal in half the world, you know, and people were just like, and then we look at each other like, why is America so fat? Why are we all so unhealthy? Why is everyone depressed and anxious and have all these issues? It's, I mean, it really stems from the food. We have a lot of food addicts. We have a lot of sugar addicts and frankly now drug addicts with the way we've been bombarded with fentanyl. So yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I, I got, like I said, I got really deep into the health stuff. That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm really, cause I, to me, none of it, none of the conspiracy stuff, none of the truths, none of that matters. If you're not healthy, if you're not healthy, you don't have the energy to do what you need to do to, as they say, fight the new world order. You know, it's, you don't have the energy to do that. You're not going to, you're not going to do anything. And also it, it's just a mental clarity. Like, you know, your gut and your brain are connected. If your gut isn't functioning properly, you don't have healthy bacteria in your gut, your brain's not going to function properly. So it's that is absolutely crucial. And most people's guts, you know, people have, you know, constipation issues. They have plugged up guts. You know, they have 15 extra pounds of, of literal crap that they're carrying around in their body. Just, you know, and that's how you detox. You got to detox through that. You detox through sweating. And people are sitting around, you know, on their butts, eating processed foods and sugar and everything else. It's, it's led to really a crisis in America where we're at now. It's really like, it's really, really bad, you know, with how many people have heart issues and how many cancers are out there. And it's like, there's, we know these chemicals and these foods are causing cancer. They're causing people to gain weight. They're doing all these things that we know. And, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's basically a nine 11 going on every other day. The amount of people that are dying is from, Really, it, it you can, you know, it say it's, you know, heart disease or cancer or whatever, but really most of it stems from the food. It stems from, you know, vaccines. It stems from, you know, a multitude of things now. And that's at this point, it's like, once you really wake up to the health, everything, you realize that almost everything around us in the modern world, anything you go to buy in a store is harming you in some way. Even if you go buy organic foods, you know, with this, it was a peel thing with Bill Gates, where they're coating these organic produce with this nanotech coating or whatever the heck it really is. It, you know, it's just, it gets really wild when you start thinking about it more and more and you start looking into it more. It's like, you know, you, and you try to, I, I try to be this person that's just like sounding the alarm, like, hey, our food is poison. And people are just like, okay, I'm just going to go drink canola oil. Just like, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? You just expand on what Bill Gates is doing with organic food. I've not heard of this. Yeah, I mean he he's doing a lot. I know the APL, it's it's A-P-E-E-L, and it's this 
coating that is going to be put on organic produce that essentially extends the lifespan. Um, it's it's kind of hard because you go to the site and like actually look at information on it. It it sounds all lovely and great, but it's you know when you hear people actually report on what actually is going on, you're just like this isn't this isn't good. And they're talking about you know injecting or using mRNA products in organic produce. You know, I don't know how that works, but, you know, it's already bad enough with everything being genetically modified with them being sprayed with Roundup relentlessly. But now we're, for lack of a term, vaccinating our food. You know, they were talking about MMR, MNRA shots in cows and chickens to prevent, you know, what, what you know, whatever excuse they're going to make up because that's what they do. They have it's problem reaction solution. They have a problem they want fixed. They cause a reaction or no, sorry. They have a solution that they want. They create the problem to garner a certain reaction to provide that solution. And they do that with so many things. And health is, you know, one of the major ones. It's one of the major ones. You know, the one that Bill Gates lost. I mean, it does not have to do with organic foods, but the whole GMO mosquitoes thing. Have you seen about that? Yeah. He just released millions of GMO mosquitoes in Florida. And then what do you know? A couple months later, Malaria is reported for the first time in Florida. And you're just like, gee, I wonder why. You know, it's like, you know, there's a very good list. It was like, it, it just it just takes like, you know, the four article headlines, like all three months apart or whatever. It's like Bill Gates plans to release mosquitoes in Florida. Millions of uh, mosquitoes released in Florida. Oh, there's malaria reported in Florida for the first time in 20 years. And you're just like it's you know it's just it's there but it's separated by enough time that people aren't aren't connecting the dots because i think that's we live in the information age and that's that's the irony of all this is we have access to the wealth of human knowledge essentially at this point on the internet but we're so bombarded with all useless crap that we, we don't have any space left in our brains to even even if we do see that we forget about it the next day yeah Bill Gates definitely is a key figure in the um, well, the, the New World Order because you see he's obviously from a tech background. Um, well, he's not, barely, really. He barely even... He cheated yeah. his way into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, he pretty <laughs> much he, stole someone else's stuff. And then... Yeah, exactly. But he has such like a big influence on the food that goes into our body. Obviously, with vaccines, that's another way of us consuming something. And then the information that we consume, he has so much power over... And it come, it's not. I know. I know you, the food part. What you've just described is a massive part of it. But that's just one spoke of a wheel of consumption. You've got the TV that you watch. What's on Netflix? All of this is you're consuming into your body, and it is all negatively impacting you. But it's all for this vicious cycle of get people ill, stop people thinking, and get get their money and get control, gain control over them. Yeah. What's crazy is they managed to do it. They managed to put just enough and the right poisons in the foods to modify behavior without actually like directly killing people. Like that's what I think of the COVID vaccines were a mistake because they, they put too much and people were dying right away. I mean, or, you know, within a week or whatever. And if people, more people are connecting the dots on that. But to me, when it came out, as soon as it came out, I'm like, I'm not worried about people dying as soon as they get it or a week later, I'm worried about, Everybody that took this shot dying within two to five years, you know, rapid onset of cancers, all these things that we're seeing now, you know, I mean, young people developing cancers, young people with myocarditis, 
I, you know, I did enough research before the vaccine even came out. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. I told my entire family, my entire family, besides me and my daughter, took the shots. They took at least two shots. My mom and dad both took boosters. And you know, they already weren't really healthy. But like, I'm just like, how, you know, how much longer do I even have with them? It's kind of, you know, it's, and it's, it sucks because you, I told them, I told them everything that was going to happen. I told them what it's about, what's going on. And they, you know, they just don't care. So it's, you know, we've it, um, it is what it is. With COVID and the vaccines and all of that, um, it's, I think Alex Jones came out and said, how much you want to believe of him or not at this point, but he did come out and say that COVID's on its way back. And I think he said October, there's going to be sort of mass headlines of COVID. And then by December or something, there's going to be um, lockdowns. Can, do, do you have any information on that? Do you think that's uh, on its way back for round two? So when that came out, I, I go on Twitter here and I don't really post anything on Twitter. I have a Proclaim Emancipation Twitter literally just to go on and just because that's kind of just seems like the newspaper of today in the world. So I just go on there and just kind of see what's going on for five minutes, 10 minutes to see what's going on. After Alex Jones came out and talked about that and reported it, you know, blew the whistle, as he said. It was all over Twitter. It was all over Twitter. Maybe it was just my feed. I don't know, but I saw it a lot. You know, people were reposting it, retweeting it, doing everything. And I'm like, if something to me, if something is all over the place on the internet, it there's something about it. There's something off about it. Because they're not, you know, they they wouldn't want everyone to know that. So they're they're either trying to get their people riled up, they're getting people afraid again, or you know, mask companies are just trying to sell masks. I, I don't, you know, I don't know, but it's like and maybe they're just trying to gauge how many people are going to buy into it again. You know, let's see, you know, who's actually going to buy into this. And that's, yeah, I don't have any true like information on it. It's just what I've seen and how I think about it is, you know, let them bring COVID back. You know, I don't think everyone's going to comply again. And I think also people are going to realize that it's going to be these, you know, vaccinated getting sick because that's what we see. We see vaccinated people being sick four or five, six times a year, all of a sudden, oh, I, I took all the shots. I got COVID still, but thank God I got the shots because I'm I'm not dead. And it's like, you know, it's, man, what's the, what's the word for it? There's a, there's a phrase for it. Okay. It's like some syndrome or something. Uh, I don't know. The, basically where you, you just are accepting of whatever. I don't know. There's. Oh yeah. I think I know what you mean. I don't know what the word is though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. Munch, Munchausen syndrome pops in my head, but I don't think that's right. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like people, people really need to realize. I, I think there's also a lot of things where people don't want to accept the fact that they got duped. You know, what I mean, people don't want to accept that because then it's like, well, if they lied about this, then what else have they lied about? And people aren't ready for that. People aren't ready for their whole entire world's breakdown, especially when you have 50, 60 year old people out there that they you know they're 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 set in their ways they see the how world how they see the world and they don't want to believe that the government and the media lie to them it's it's unfortunate it's really sad but it's kind of like i stressed out a lot in 2021 over you know the vaccine trying to warn people you know getting all this information out of my website trying to do all this stuff and it's like i accomplished nothing but stressing myself out nothing i accomplished absolutely nothing so i was just like i can't i can't do it i can't you're not gonna convince someone by you know 
screaming until you're blue in the face that, hey, this is what's going on. People just don't want to hear it. So I just totally transformed how I approach things. And instead of trying to convince people directly, I convinced people indirectly. I I took care of my own health. I started detoxing myself. I didn't take any of the vaccines. I don't eat fast food. I drink clean water. I do all those natural things, you know, exercise, do all those things that you're supposed to be doing. And I set the example for people. And that's when I started noticing people really being impacted, really starting to change themselves, really starting to question, hey, do I need to take these four medications from a pharmaceutical company? Do I really need to take them? You know what I mean? And that was the biggest thing for me. And it also was great because I took my own health into, you know, in the check and my mental health improved. My, you know, physical health improved. I had more energy than I ever had in my life. You know, I started growing sprouts. Like I have my own microgreens business now. That's, yeah, I love the microgreens. I'm, I'm all about the microgreens. So yeah, I got basically my whole basement here is just set up as a microgreens grow up. But then, and then it gets into the thing where it's, you know, microgreens are essentially the most nutritious, healthiest food you can really have it's loaded with nutrients and there's no chemicals or anything that when you grow them and where i live in northeast ohio people people don't care and people don't care it's you know i go to farmers markets and stuff and depending on the area there's one farmers market i go to i do really well but there's another one like the one on tuesdays it's you know it's 17 dollars to get into the market i think the last two times i went to the market i made like 15 bucks it's just like people, you know, I mean, that's like two containers of microgreens and it's like people don't even, you know, you can even use your wick stuff on that and people just don't. But then people, I'll tell you what, the cookies and the breads and they sell out every time, man. They sell out almost every time. Yeah, there's a woman there that sells Rice Krispie treats, flavored Rice Krispie treats. I mean, little tiny, tiny little squares of Rice Krispie treats for like $3.50 a piece. Makes bank. I'm just like, what, you know, it's, you can't, you can't scream at people. Like people don't care about health. So I can't really approach it from a health angle. Like there's people that do, I can't say no one that's, you know, but it, there's a lot of people that just do not I think care. A, a lot of it is um, obviously what, since you, I guess, early years, you're brainwashed all through your life until you have a trigger point, which you've had, we've all had on, on this call. Some people go through, well, most majority of people go through life with ne- never ever having a trigger point of, like, shit, this isn't actually reality. And they go through life thinking everything that everyone else doing around them is the norm and is the correct way of doing it. It's that sheep mentality that everyone's got. And then they're watching TV and they learn all of their habits and everything from Hollywood movies and TV series. So when it comes to... I'm going to say that we're a minority of people, even though I think this sort of truth community is growing rapidly ever since the pandemic. Um, When it does come to the minority speaking out to these cheap people, they different emotions will go through them, right? And it'll be fear, anger, all of these emotions, which they've all their life, they've gone through the comforts of living in a Western world of not having to face these true emotions. So then instead of, coming to you and speaking to you about your produce and getting sort of them emotions come forth in themselves. They'd rather just turn away from it and go up to what they used to. And it will be these sugary drinks, these sugary yeah. foods. The people are literally afraid and they don't even know that they're afraid. They just, they just, it's a defense mechanism just to go back to their comforts. People are in a constant state of fight and flight. 
fight or flight mode. It's people, especially if people are watching the news, you're on social media. My my mom has this a lot where she she'll, you know, I have a kid, I have a 14 year old daughter. And when I lived on, you know, at my parents, they live in a decent area around here. Like it's, you know, a nice like suburban type area and like nice and chill. And my mom would get like freaked out if I let my kid go walk around or walk herself to the park or something. And I'm like, nothing happens out here. Like, you know, but she's like, I saw online that, you know, someone, some kid got kidnapped and I'm just like, okay. And like, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of fear out there, man. A lot the of other fear. side of it, right. Is we're exposed to fear from all of, from stories from all over the world. So people that are scared in even countries like Syria, for example, people are scared over there. We then share that same fear because we're reading about it every day, even yes. though they're miles and miles and miles away. Our brains are like geared up just to deal with local events, like what's going on in your local village or community, not what's going on 200 miles away or a thousand miles away. Yeah, all that matters is local. That's it. That's all that matters, really. Like, yeah, your national government can matter or whatever, but how much does that actually matter? How much is the national government? You know, it's different for you guys, but I don't know how much the United States federal government actually affects my daily life. It's not really that much. It's, you know, it's all local, like local sheriffs and stuff. That's what that's what really matters. Getting good local people in. Or even and it doesn't even that even really matter. I don't you know. I don't know. People should be able to govern. Well, that's what government is supposed to be: is people governing themselves. But it turned into, you know, these lifelong politicians governing us, thinking they know best for us. When really it's supposed to be for the people by the people. That's not. It's not how it's been for a while. So, I do think government does play a very important role. It's just when we get corrupt government, it. This is this is how it ends up. You know, it ends up in a place where, you know, the FDA for us, the FDA is allowed to sell and improve chemicals because they're bought essentially by big pharma. You know, it's and there's so many instances like that out there involving the governments, but they, they, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things about the government, but there's also, you know, they outweigh, you know, the bad is outweighed the good at this point. Have you thought much about how? you would change the system or if if you could how you would change it and what you I, would man i don't i don't have the answer for that i don't know if anybody really has the answer for that it's you know it's kind of like capitalism too like you know capitalism is bad but at the same time capitalism done right is the really the best system that we have on a mass scale you know the problem is we have you know millions or hundreds of millions of people all within this same system Everybody has different needs. You know, the United States is a very, very large place. It's very large here. And there's no real, like, people in California are different than people in Texas. People in Texas are different than people in Michigan. It's a, it, There's a lot of totally different worlds, but we're all united by this one government that says they have their best, our best interest at heart when they, they don't. So it kind of gets to this point where to me, I mean, what what I want to do, I think, is just honestly go off grid, go homestead, find 10, 12 families or whatever that want that similar lifestyle, live within a couple miles of each other 
and live off the land. You know, you, you, each, you each grow food, you each have cows, chickens, goats, whatever. You help each other out. You do what you need to do to get by. Now, as far as a full government, national government, state government, I, I got no idea on that one, man. It's, I think some basic things that can be done are definitely term limits. You know, we shouldn't have politicians be able to be in office for basically their entire adult life. You know, that's, that's a problem, but yeah, I mean, the system as it is, is just broken, but I don't, I don't have a true answer for what can replace it. Yeah. When you say that the, um, the bad thought outweighs the good, um, with the government and the government setup, do you not feel like this is how I feel that there is good left in the government still, but that's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking the further we progress down this. And suddenly since. I don't know if it's since the pandemic or I've only just noticed it since the pandemic, but it feels like it's tightening up much, much more. And they're actually not that they've got that less now to lose of good that they're not actually that, that bothered about just going pure, pure relentlessly bad. Yeah. It seems like everything is much more overt now. Like back in the day, it was much more not it just wasn't obvious back in the day they've always been doing this stuff it's just never been so obvious with social media but i feel like they also got very very they've got full of themselves like they think they totally have the upper hand i don't know i've seen two different viewpoints on it they either totally have the upper land and have got very very brash about it and just kind of throw it in our faces like what are you going to do about it or i've seen people say which makes sense too they're losing which is why they've got sloppy and really just kind of throw everything out there because they know they're losing the grip of the people, which I I'm starting to lean closer to that because I, I really think more people are awake than, you know, are given credit for. They just aren't saying anything about it because there's still this, you know, silent majority that are just remaining silent, but they don't, you know, they don't want to be crazy because they go out in society and, and, you know, they see the people that are speaking out about it being ostracized. And so they're just kind of sitting at home, not saying anything about it. But, you know, if I think if you had everybody that was, you know, realizing all these things at once, be like, we need to stop, you know, do whatever it is. I don't know what, it, you know, what it is, but something does need done. And people are, you know, people are really sick of it. You know, people are really sick. And that's, that's why the whole January 6th thing happened over here, which that, that turned out to be a major trap. You know, that was a total trap. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the problem is there's a lot of people that want to overthrow the government, but no one really has a good, you know, replacement. You know, what, what do we do to replace it? Because we have too many people that are not able, if everybody could homestead and, you know, grow their own food, raise their own animals, do all that stuff, we wouldn't need a government. But because barely anybody knows how to do that we need a government to take care of those people we need these corporations to grow food for these people so yeah. it's it is a complete system turnover but it will need to be need to to make any sort of like movement moving forward with it the education system needs to change the education system is the probably the worst thing about society out in my opinion because you're training people young children are being trained to live this unnatural life but if you train them on how to grow fruit and veg how to live off the land 
how to make stuff, how to manufacture stuff, all these what will we see as basic human like needs or things that humans should be able to do. All of that's irrelevant. I mean, I mean, when I was in school, we did, however, like what is it like thirty hours a week? Only one hour per week was spent on any sort of like creative. Like, I think we had like design class, and that was one hour per week in combination with everything else that you learned. We didn't. We didn't have anything at my school. My dad talked all the time how in the seventies they had like wood shop and you know, home ec for the women, all, you know, stuff like that. And when I went to school, I graduated 2010. We didn't, we didn't have anything like that. You know, we, there was no food growing class. There was, it was just school. You know, we had this thing called activity period in middle school where they took a half hour out of each day and you can do whatever you want. You know, you can go to, but everyone just kind of played chess or something. It was just, you know, there was no, there was no real creative outlet. There's no gardening class. There's no, nothing like that and you know there are actually the middle school here now they are actually growing food they actually have a thing set up on the top of the school where they're like growing lettuce or something like that which i'm like that's great i'm trying i want to push more i've taught a few classes already but i want to push more to teaching kids on how to grow sprouts and how to grow microgreens because that's something that you can do pretty easily and in your home with a little tiny bit of space and i've already taught a couple classes on it at like the library and stuff. And I want to go to schools and see if schools are willing to do that. Cause I don't, I can't really go to high schools. I don't think high schoolers are going to care about stuff like that, but to get to like elementary schools or middle schools, maybe that, you know, if, cause even if you go in there and there's 20 kids and just one starts growing food or is interested in growing sprouts or interested in growing microgreens, that's, that's an absolute win. And that's a huge win because most kids aren't going to care. If most kids, you ask a kid today what they want to do with their life, they want to be a YouTuber. They want to be a TikTok star. And it's kind of like, okay, well, if that's really what you want to do, what what kind of content are you going to make? And it's usually almost just kind of nonsense content they want to do or video game content. But hey, if you want to be a YouTuber, you want to be a TikToker, and you want to do it gardening or urban homesteading, something along those lines, that, hey, I'm all for that because we need that. There are good, there's a lot of good channels out there that do that stuff, but to really, because for kids, it has to be cool. You know what I mean? Kids want to be cool with it. They want to see other kids doing it too. So I don't know how, but to be able to make gardening or growing your own food, a cool trend, that'd be awesome. Now there's a lot of kids, like there's come, come kids that go to the farmer's market that are like, you know, five years old maybe. And they think it's the coolest thing that you can just clip food and eat it. They, they love that. They love it. Like the really young kids, there's, I can tell, I can see it with these kids. There's like a, there's a primal thing or it's an intuition or whatever you want to call it that they just are supposed to eat food growing out of the ground. Now that's obviously not what you want to do. You don't want to just grow, go eat random food off the, you know, out, out of the ground, but there's a nat, there's a natural thing there. And so I think, and I, you know, I get a lot of parents that are doing that. Like, no, you don't want to eat that. You don't want to eat grass or whatever. I'm just like, well, it's not grass. It's a baby plant. I do sell wheatgrass. I do juice wheatgrass, but you know, it's not, or I get a lot of comments about like how it's rabbit food or I feel like a rabbit or something. I'm like, no, man, this is, this is what we're supposed to be eating. We're not supposed to be eating stuff from a box. We're supposed to be eating real food. So it's, it's, you know, it's definitely an uphill battle with a lot of this, you know, it really goes back to the eugenics. It really comes back all to eugenics, Bill Gates, all of them. They 
they see these people as not worthy of living, as dumb. So in their heads, how they see it is if you eat the food that we presented, then it's your fault. I mean, you were too dumb to grow your own food, so we had to supply the food for you, so you're not worthy of living. That's kind of how they see it. You know, if you didn't see through the COVID narrative and you took the vaccine, you took a booster or whatever, you weren't smart enough to see that, then you're not worthy of living. That's that's the eugenic program programs of today. It's not back in the 60s and 70s where, oh, we're just going to take all the black children and give them this vaccine that's going to sterilize them or something like that. It's no, it's way more covert now. You know, like so, some things have become more overt, some things have been more covert, but they've got really good at poisoning people. They've got really good at it. It's yeah, it's scary how um well how good they've got. It. Do, do you know what your farmers markets have you? Because it's I suppose it's somewhat very sample size. Have you how many like, positive interactions have you had, and how many sort of awakened conversations have you had with people? Oh, I get I get a couple each time. I do get a couple each time. Even at the slow market, like at that slow market, I think some of the vendors are really cool. I talk to. You know, they're doing good things like community gardens around here and stuff like that. And I've, I've linked up with some pretty good people. There, there's good stuff going on. It's just very, you know, dispersed. It's not large concentrations of people that really care. But I've, what I found is the people that do care, they care. You know what I mean? The people that are into it are into it. So it's either you don't care or you are, you're gung-ho. I care about health. I care about what I eat. You know, there's no, you know, there's some in between, but it's mostly kind of that way. Like I get people where I just offer them free samples of microgreens. That's because no one's tried microgreens. So I have to give them free samples. And I guess some people that just like look at me and just kind of laugh, just like, no, I don't, I don't eat green stuff or I don't eat anything from the garden or something. I'm like, okay, that's kind of odd, but you know, I literally have that people say that to me. Like, I don't, I don't eat anything that comes from a garden. It's like, okay, well, well, you know, what do you eat then? What you know what I mean? I'm sure some stuff you eat comes from a garden. It's just processed so that you can't even, you don't even know what the heck it is anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's actually like scary how it's a, it's a, it is a very serious problem, and it's good to hear that you're looking to do more in the teaching landscape of it because. I guess when you said the kids are interested, the five-year-olds and, and so on, and it just gets absolutely just pumped out of them as they go through their educational system. They look at, because I've seen children's TV and the adverts that come up. It's, to be fair, it's actually quite horrifying, the adverts that come up on children's TV. Because um, it impacts the subconscious. It's not just your conscious mind. It literally impacts the sub. That's what, mostly what advertisements and TV shows and all this stuff is for. It's impact you subconsciously, so it's just there, and you're not even realizing it. You know? When young kids are watching TV, you can you look at them and just they're slightly hypnotized by it. You can't, yeah, you can't say the there was there was one that really freaked me out and like kind of really hit me. I'm like, there's something more going on here. Um, back my one friend's kid was like a year old, and she, you know she'd put on YouTube or whatever form, still does. And there's some there's something else I want to talk about with that too. But um, there would be an, you know you'd be watching YouTube and then an advertisement would pop up, and it would like it would be like a blue screen or something like that. There was something like a, with a blue screen and an advertisement would pop up. The kid would turn his head towards the TV before the advertisement came on. He'd be doing something, running around or whatever, 
and then it would stop for the you know get ready to stop for the advertisement and he would turn his head before there isn't even any sound or anything on the screen and i'm just like what what the hell is that and it would happen every time like he would turn his head towards the screen and i'm just like we know there's frequencies going on we know that these tvs have frequencies we know these sounds emit frequencies are they emitting this frequency that isn't even hearable that this, you know, he's like recognizing like, hey, I should look at the TV now because there's an advertisement. You know, what's going on there? Like what? The, I don't know. That that really freaked me out. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's just like kids, just, you know, just totally chilling. And then all of a sudden he looks at the TV out of nowhere and you're like. Yeah, because okay. there is a pitch, isn't there, that um, as you grow older, you can no longer hear that pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, have you ever listened to a or turned on an old school uh, CRT TV or anything like that? The tube TVs. If you can find one and just turn it on, there is a very high pitch noise coming from that. Like I have one because I got an old Nintendo 64 that I still play on once in a while here and there. I got an old school TV just for it. And I put it on. My kid would come in the room and be like, what's that noise? What is that? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I don't know. And she's like, it sounds like it's from the coming from the TV. And I'm like, oh, you hear the noise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you have it in US, but in England, people put things outside the house which emit a very, very high pitch noise. And it, apparently it's to keep animals away, like cats from like being kind of like a dog whistle type thing, but yeah, but you well, uh, I don't know if it was a myth or if it was true, but everyone used to say when when I was younger, that is for is to keep kids from hanging around outside people's houses. Yeah, shops, kids... shops used to put them outside ah, shops of their good. shop windows, so they didn't have teenagers loitering around the shop. I'm gonna write that down. I'm looking at that. That's interesting. Because yeah, there's definitely something to that. Because you know, the, when you get older, your your hearing gets worse. You can't pick up on certain frequencies. And that's another thing too is kids are way more connected to the spirit realm. They're way more into that. You know, there's some kids that'll say some stuff. Even my kid when she was like four or five, she she was very aware. Like kids are not stupid at all. Kids are not dumb at all. They just don't have the experience in that knowledge base. But as far as like comprehending things, understanding things, they have a way better grasp on that than adults. Because adults are kind of set. Kids can look at something a totally clear mind and see like okay this is what it is you know like that that development from zero to five i think even when kids even when you're less than one year old you can't even talk i think kids are really picking up on that and it's going into their conscious mind going into their subconscious mind and they're picking up on those things yeah and i think because you just mentioned when kids are below one they can't talk but even when they're below five they don't have the vocabulary that you get as an adult but if they did have that vocab at that age, then I'm sure they'll be able to account for more than they are they're letting on to. Everyone just assumes that they're stupid because they can't, they don't know language because that's something that comes obviously with time. But they, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Their experiences are definitely, um, it's fresh. It's not, there's no brainwashing that's unfortunately taken place yet. So. Yeah, I've even seen, Um, there's a, I think there's been a few studies on, I, they don't really, post and talk about it very much but i'm pretty sure there's a study or two out there that talks about kids like they do like an iq test or whatever they do to measure intelligence like in kindergarten and then do it like every three years as they go through school 
and kids got dumber as they went through school. Like their IQ dropped, their intelligence levels dropped just from going through public school. It might and it be, makes sense. Yeah, there might be quite a few different reasons why, because obviously the foods that they eat, um, as you've spoken about, what they're learning in the education system, the fact that they're, I feel like the education system kind of stops you from being able to think for yourself. So they're no longer training that part of the mind, which needs to be trained like every single day of your life. And then on top of it as well, just uh, the convenience of life makes people lazy. So as you grow older, you naturally get more, well, it's unnatural, you unnaturally get more lazy because of the conveniences of life. Like when you finish school, sit down with a big bowl of cereal and watch TV for the next four hours. Yeah, there's a lot of complacency. I don't know how much there is over there, but there's a lot of complacency here in America. A lot of people that are just totally okay with the status quo, going about their life, not questioning anything, going to work, coming home and drinking their beer. There's a lot of that. It's hard for people to break out of those cycles. It's, it's, it's definitely the same thing here. But one thing I've noticed in the UK is in the past, people used to go to work and then but the, after work, they went and drank, which is just a massive thing in UK culture. But they'll go and drink in pubs or they'll go and drink in um, social clubs. But now it's like they go to work and because that social element is just dying, they now go to work, they go home and just drink at home. And it it makes me think that it's something that's obviously been planned for because having usually a man in the house that's just drinking every night will break up the family unit um, more and more in more different households. But you, you, people are stopping. Pubs are closing down all around the UK because people have stopped going to them. People are just drinking at home on their own, which is not good. It's also expensive to go to a bar. Exactly, yeah. And it's like more than twice as much compared to going to the store and buying it. But it's it's because people become more also addictive. Like it used to be just simply a social thing. People go out and they drink with some buddies or and maybe invite a few buddies to their house and play pool and drink, whatever it is. But now it's become this... I need to drink just to cope with how shitty this world is. Right. Escapism. It, yeah. Yeah. It's totally, total escapism. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, uh, my dad's an alcoholic. So that's, that's definitely something I'm, I'm big on it. He's not, he's not totally like abusive or anything like that. He's, you know, but it's just when you drink every day, it, it, it impacts the family. You're not, you're not lucid all day. You know, you're, especially as he's getting older now he's 60 he turns 61 in three days so it's like you, you know but he's you know he's still drinking and it's just like you know he, but we've all told him until we're blue in the face hey you need to quit drinking and he's like no i don't want to and it's like okay well what what can we do about it you know i stopped getting upset about it my mom and brother still get very upset about it and i'm just like guys getting upset about it is not going to change anything it's not you know when i had my issues they got upset with me. It didn't change anything. You have to decide for yourself that you want to change. And he, he doesn't want to change. So it's kind of like, well, all we can do is just either you either leave and you give up or you just stay there and support him. And, you know, I just try to stay and support him and just kind of do what I can, be a good son, try and be a positive influence on him. There's this weird point I've noticed where the you know, the, the parent obviously raises the child, but then there's this point where the child kind of influenced the parent, like hopefully, you know, if the parent is open to it, 
you know, the child has a lot of influence on the parent. My, I mean, my kid, when she was younger, she, she honestly hit me with a lot of stuff that I just was like, how are you thinking about this? How, how are you seeing this? And it's stuff that I didn't see about me, about the family, whatever it is. And she taught me a lot. And it was just like, out of nowhere. It's like, you don't have, you know, you weren't taught that. She just knew it. You know, she, you know, I'd be upset and she would just console me automatically or something. And it was just, it really blew my mind, you know? And yeah, but I think, I really think that, you know, everyone's capable of change. They just have to be open to it. They have to be accepting yeah. of it. Yeah. It's the, definitely the open-mindedness mindedness is helpful. And um, what you said at the beginning about, I, I know, uh, obviously we're, we're talking about people who don't, don't see the world for what it is, but I do think feel like alcohol falls into that same category as well, because people don't see alcohol as a drug because it's legal when it's quite clearly you just need to look one level deeper and you can see it for exactly what it is um but it's about indirectly helping people uh um we've said this quite a few times on the podcast so our listeners might get the hang of it but me and Aaron stopped drinking and um, this year we quit drinking but the what we know our dad was also uh well, we're brothers by the way um, our dad was a heavy drinker as well. All of our life, he's been a heavy drinker. But when we decided to quit, he also decided to quit. So that, well, that wasn't us telling him, you need to quit drinking. That was us saying, do you know what? We're going to quit drinking. He was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go as well. Um, and then we've got another brother who still drinks. But I think we, by him seeing us quit drinking, it's indirectly helped him to sort of cut down a lot on drinking. Um, so we are seeing it around us that just... Yeah, I think a lot of our friends as well have sort of cut back a little bit. Not as much as they used to. So it's sort of it's sort of like what you said at the beginning of the pod. Um, you need to help yourself before you like help anyone else. You need to lead by example. And once people start seeing positive benefits, your the positive benefits you're receiving, then they'll want to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. And it's kind of like this weird. Cause I didn't, I, my mom told me all the time when I was younger, I was selfish. Like I was, I was an only child until I was like eight. And you know, so you, you get raised like an only child. I was the first grandchild. I was very spoiled when I was younger. So yeah, I was like self-centered cause that's basically how I was raised until I was eight. Like the, I was the center of my entire family's world. And so, you know, I was never, I never really was a truly selfish person though, but I was told I was all the time, but, um, but yeah, then there's this point where you you get, I was like in my twenties, I was trying to do a lot for everybody else. And I just was not taking care of myself. And I got this point where I had to start taking care of myself. And it was like this weird in my head, like, okay, you're, you're putting all this into yourself. You're kind of being selfish about it. And it's like, no, it's not selfish at all because you're doing, you're fixing yourself, healing yourself so that you can help heal others. It's kind of like, um, you know, is that chance? Is it a chance that does ripple effect, or is that someone else? No, the chance does um, uh, vibrant. Yeah, there's a, there's a podcast called the Ripple Effect. That basically, that's that idea that you you're dropping the water, and then you are you know you start causing out ripples. You change yourself. You put these vibrations out into the end and into the universe, and it slowly starts changing people. Yeah, it's so true, and um. I, I had this sort of learning um, since we set up the podcast, we've been on one hell of a journey and just been exposed to more and more and more. And then you get to a point quite fast, really, where you can just connect all the dots 
and then you start seeing the world exactly for for what it is um but my partner on the other hand she she was quick to shut down any sort of theories any conspiracies at all but uh, for a, quite a few like for quite a while i would have been saying no no this is how it works this is how the world works this is how it really works you need to look at it from this way and it just didn't have any effect if anything it made her more repellent to the idea of the world being so, as crazy as it is so uh, i guess through conversation and learning from other people i just did something to switch in my mind just to say do you know what leave it she'll just it's leading by example again she'll see how i'm approaching certain situations and that's what i've sort of recognized with it like she'll question well why am i doing that rather than that and then i've got that chance to explain rather than just going to someone and saying this is how it works this is it this is it wait be patient wait for a right the right time for them to be open to listen to it and, and if they're asking you a question that means they're open to listen to your answer and there's there's an opportunity that you can sort of explain yourself and you might move someone slightly like an inch at a time but it, it doesn't take long for someone just to start connecting the dots and seeing the world for what it is because it is all connected in this this mad way that's another thing too is that if people aren't picking up on it and you're supposed to pick up on it god kind of will have a way of just kind of he can nudge you but he can also just kind of smack you into like where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do like do you sometimes you can just get hit with something you know which is like hey you're supposed to be doing this so you're gonna stop doing that and you're gonna do this now you know for me like i uh, july 2022 i had a really bad work injury i was working at a different machine shop and we machined these giant three ton block parts and i unbolted it from the the table it fell forward onto my feet crushed my feet and i was over this ledge and it broke my ankles and everything like got really lucky like every time I, I i got some like weird ptsd or something in my head about it but whenever i replay it on my head i feel like it should have gone way worse because luckily i was on this platform this like raised platform and when it fell on me it kind of pushed down the platform my feet pushed the platform like this so like if i was on concrete my feet would have been flat i mean this was a three ton metal block but um but yeah i got really lucky my co-workers did an amazing job getting that thing off me i got out you know i got my feet out and uh but yeah i was in the hospital for like two weeks but when I was in the hospital, the, when I first got the emergency room, they, they pulled me in. They said, you know, they put me under you know, anesthesia, not anesthesia, the, they just knock you out or whatever. And I wasn't totally out. I just kind of went somewhere else. And it was almost like this. It was almost like a DMT trip. It was like I was somewhere else. And I had this total realization like this was supposed to happen. You know, I don't know why right now, but on some level, this was supposed to happen for some reason. This was God telling me, hey, you know, because I did not enjoy my machine shop job. I was miserable there. I didn't like doing it. And so this was God telling me, hey, you're going to do what you want to do. Because I was already planning on doing a microgreens business because I already went to like a farmer's market. I went to a farmer's market literally two days before it happened. I literally just went there with one tray, a little bit of sprouts, and just kind of sold some stuff. And I didn't really take it as serious because I was working that job. So that was, I feel like to me, that was kind of the way of, Hey, you're going to stop working this job and you're going to go do the microgreens now. So I spent a ton of time when I was off full prepping the business. You know what I mean? Full prepping the business, just all the research, did a full business plan, how I'm going to do it, what rise I'm going to grow. I started practicing more, how I'm going to grow. And that's, you know, kind of ended up. And on top of that, cause I, I needed a side job. I knew I wanted to do the microgreens business, but I needed a side job too off the bat. Cause I knew it wasn't going to, be sustainable to live right off the bat 
And I got really lucky. And Tim from Chemical Free Body, he offered me a job in like, you know, uh, March this year. And I took that and I was able to, you know, do that and have the microgreens business. So that's something I love because obviously I'm passionate about health. You know, I did group coaching with them for like two years and it really had a major impact on my life. Like our greens powder is amazing. It All the products really changed my life. And so being able to work for him now is awesome. So it's, it's awesome because, yeah, I mean, we have all natural products. Everything's totally natural, organic. There's no additives, no fillers. And like he's, he taught me so much about all that. Because even if you go buy supplements, there's a lot of supplements that have a bunch of crap in them. You know, you know, titanium dioxide is a freaking metal nanoparticle. Like it's just in whatever. It's just the color thing is white. You know, there's so much stuff like that out there. And they're adding more and more too. I mean, there's a laundry list of freaking uh, additives that they add to stuff just because, because it's cheap or whatever. But they're not even necessary. They're not even necessary. A lot of synthetics. There's a lot of crap. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, yeah, it's just yeah, like that whole thing happened obviously for a reason, and it hundred percent worked out. You know, in the end, like yeah, I didn't walk for three months. I almost lost my foot. You know, I got some scars. I'm sore all the time, but I feel way better than I would have keep working in that job. So, you know, because I was just miserable. I didn't enjoy what I was doing. So and that's really key. You got to enjoy doing what you're doing. Um, a lot of people that i know if that was to happen to them they would still be sort of playing the victim now um you on the other hand you've seen it as an opportunity like that's that's like the uh the secrets of life right is everything in your life is an opportunity and it's an opportunity for you to learn from and it, you, you, the experience is something for you to learn from yeah so, i had a lot of people they would come to visit me in the hospital or i talked to them on the phone they'd be like oh i'm so sorry this happened i feel so bad i'm like stop just it's it's cool like this was supposed to happen this happened for a reason it's cool like don't even i don't I don't even want that energy around just don't even everything is cool i'm great everything is cool so i didn't even go on um because i i abused opioids back in the day i did oxys uh what like 2014 to 2016 and bad bad stuff it's bad but um i didn't even take any oxys or anything like that in the hospital like i mean my foot was smushed my ankles were snapped. I, I did not. They gave me morphine injections every so often. They didn't. They didn't do anything. Like when I left the hospital, they gave me tramadol, which didn't really do anything. All I used, what did the most, what helped me the most, was I took a combination of CBD, turmeric. Actually, our our turmeric product. I I literally don't leave the house without this. This is amazing. And uh, kratom. Just all legal all natural stuff you know and it that those three combined did wonders like it, it totally got me through it yeah um yeah with the oxy side of things i know that that documentary came out on netflix um so it's sort of been a big talking point for everyone at the moment with Oxy's. it's not obviously a thing um in england but it's i think it's I don't really know I don't understand how it's still a thing right now today with the amount of information that's out there on it and the amount of people that are hooked on it is ridiculous I don't understand how he there's fair enough for talking about people that haven't woken up to the mess of the world 
But when you see something as crystal clear as what's going on with Oxys, it's still, that just shows to me how as many people are actually asleep and don't don't actually care about what's going on because that's the most fucked up thing that I've ever seen, I think, the, the Oxy yeah. um, problem. If you stop selling Oxys, though, there's so many people that are using painkillers regularly and are addicted, even if we're taking them as prescribed, you're still addicted yeah. to it. You're still if addicted. Stop selling oxys. Would those people go on to fentanyl or something to substitute for? That's it? See, that's what happened to a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people. You see stories like this all the time where someone was a totally straight edge person. They get into a car accident or something. They they're given Vicodin or oxys in the hospital. They get out of the hospital. They're on oxys for a month or two to help. And then they get off them because they, you know, the doctor starts, stops giving it to them because they should be healed up and then they're addicted. So what do they do? They're still in pain. They're addicted. So what do they do? They go to something else. They can't get oxys legally. So what do they do? They go to heroin. And there's so many people that have ended up like that, where it's like they're shooting up heroin now because they're addicted because of a simple accident that happened. You know, it wasn't even their fault. They're in pain. They wanted oxys. They took the oxys and that's how it ends up. It's, it's. Mind blowing because it's just part. Of the, it's part of the system. You get injured. You are your whole life screwed if you get injured and you accept to take an oxy to, for the pain. The two thousands were bad with that. I mean, they were just handing them out like candy, like literally just handing them out like candy to people. It's just like, oh, you got a headache. Here's some Vicodin. It's like what you know. You could just go in there and you could. They were, they used to run like operations. Like, I think it was in Florida, where you could go to different you know, go to different pharmaceutical companies or whatever, you know, whatever it was pharmacies. And you can just keep getting prescribed all these medications and you would just go around. That's like, it was like a hustle for people. They would go do that and then go sell them or something like that, or take them if they were junkies. It's this sort of stuff uh, among others is what leads me to believe. I think you mentioned earlier that there's two sides to the sword, the reaver, the powers that be a reaver, like really losing and they're getting sloppy and it makes me believe that version more because they've cocked up the whole society in many many different ways there's that there's the oxys that everyone's addicted to if you're not addicted to them then you're more than likely going to be a member of this sort of trans community which is another sort of form of brainwashing to weaken people if you're not involved in that then you're going to be part of the family unit being destroyed or you're going to be in alcoholism and so on and so forth everything sort of points at weakening the society which i don't i can't get my head around why why would you want such a weak so i know you don't want the control side of it but in terms of the military and the protection side of it what what's the, game well, the military itself plays a role, plays a purpose. It's conquest, it's destabilization of other countries that are doing things the right way. Um, yeah, I, I grapple a lot with that too, because it's like, okay, why, why would we destroy a society? Why would we spray chemicals in the air that everybody has to breathe in? You know, why would we do that? The the larger agenda is, is more important to these people. I think the people at the very, 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 very top are either literal demons or are basically controlled by demons, essentially. The voices in their head are really telling them. And they think it's their own thoughts. They think they're doing what they're doing. But they are, you know, 
they were doing the devil's work, frankly. They're trying to make hell on earth. Yeah. Which With, is um, a lot in our head, but one thing that we wanted to talk to you about was chemtrails, because we are aware of them, but we haven't really done much uh conversational research into them. So I guess let's start with what do you know about chemtrails? So the common chemical or what common what they're spraying mostly are aluminum, barium, and strontium. Um, those they're nanoparticle forms, and those are the ones that you know you see quite a bit. But there's also a lot of other stuff out there that they're spraying. You know, who knows what else they're spraying at this point? But the main ones have been aluminum, barium, and strontium, and this is known for a fact because we've seen it in their papers, we've seen it in their documents, and there's also plenty of people around the world that have done soil samples finding extreme elevated levels of aluminum. Even like on the tops of mountains and stuff like that, the people go to just somewhere that is should have been untouched by man and they're finding, you know, 10,000 times the normal limit of aluminum. And it's, okay, well, how does that happen? Well, we, we know how it happens because they're spraying it in the skies. But there's a, there's a couple, couple reasons that I've come across that seem to, you know, I think it's a combination. One is because they're basically making this metal layer in the atmosphere. So they have this like metal nanoparticle layer essentially that they can bounce frequencies off of. It has to do with harp. It has to do with cell towers. You know, that way they can triangulate using different frequencies off of the, uh, you know, off of the layer. And there's also, it's simply really to, just to poison people, to damage crops. Um, Monsanto has a specific seed that they have modified to be aluminum resistant. Because aluminum is, you know, it's very toxic for plants, it's toxic in humans. And they've made specific modified seeds that are resistant to aluminum on top of being resistant to Roundup. So Monsanto is obviously part of it. You know, they're, you know, the evilest of the evil when it comes down to it, really. But yeah, it's, what else? There's something else, something that they spray, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've seen in other countries, I've seen some weird reports out of other countries where they'll spray in the sky and then like a whole village will come down with like these respiratory illnesses and stuff like that. You'll have had like Ebola-like symptoms after spraying chemtrails. You know, but it's, God, that's one thing I bring up to people all the time because it's like, you can literally, I can understand a lot of things, you know, with health or whatever, because you can't see it. You're not seeing it in front of your face, but People, all you do is look up and you see these things. And I still get people that are like, oh, no, it's contrails. I'm like, you can clearly see the ones that are contrails because they, they have to be like this long in the sky and then they'll dissipate. The chemtrails, they stay, they keep going and then they spread. But people aren't looking at the sky enough to realize like, oh, that trail that I saw two hours ago is, you know, four times the size now and taking up half the sky. People aren't, it isn't registering for people and it. Chemtrails, I think, is the one that truly, like, really gets to me the most because it's how do you get away from it? There's no getting away from it. It's in the air all around the world. You know, I, you know, it's nice out here. It's like 70 degrees, kind of a nice fall, cloudy day. I like this kind of weather. I have all my windows open. It's like, should I even have my windows up, even with a screen? Because if there's nanoparticles, they're getting through a screen. You know, and that's that's not going to do anything for that. And it's like, am I just letting nanoparticles in my in my 
house, but then it's, you know, it's kind of like this balance, like, okay, do you not get any fresh air ever? Which I think is kind of what they want people to do. They want truthers to realize, oh, they're spraying the skies. So we just don't go outside and we sit inside on our computer and complain about it. But it's, yeah, it's kind of a, what, what do you do? And really what it comes down to, you just have to detox regularly. You have to eat as healthy as you can, drink as much clean water as you can and detox as much as you can. Cause you're going to get it no matter what you're it's something's going to get in your system, no matter what. And you just have to have a strong system. That's the thing. If you have a strong immune system, you can beat COVID, whatever, whatever the heck COVID is, but they've done, it's this total backwards way of health to, Oh, you got these symptoms. Let's treat these symptoms. It's like, there's a symptoms are simply the, the visible or feelable. Uh, what's the like word? Something like, it's what you see or feel from a, a cause, like a root cause. So it's just the surface level of it. There's a surface level and then there's the root cause. There's a, there's a lot of things for that, like a root cause versus a surface level cause. Like um, surface level cause is there's so much crime in inner cities or something like that. And it's like, okay, what's the root? Like that's a symptom. What's the root of that symptom? You know, uh, destroying of families, education system yada yada but we don't we don't attack the root problems of anything it's always surface level oh it's you have a fever let me give you this synthetic drug so that you don't have a fever anymore when that fever plays a role if you have a symptom it's playing a role for some reason like fevers are extremely important being able to heat up the body is very important that's why saunas are so amazing like i i love my sauna man I love my sauna. I get, you know, a little sniffle or something, which is kind of rare anymore. I hop in the sauna, sweat it out. I'm good. You know, there's not even, it's not even, you know, a question anymore. You know, people aren't doing that. How long um, do, have chemtrails been around for? How long have they been doing this? Um, It started with silver iodide in the 40s. So they, so they sprinkle silver iodide. It's called cloud seeding. They sprinkle silver iodide into the sky and basically the way it interacts with the atmosphere, it basically forms clouds. It condensates basically the clouds into a formation and then eventually does it so much that you get more clouds and you get more water and then it rains, which is great. I mean, hey, if we can, if we can, you know, sprinkle some silver iodide, as long as it's not toxic, Oops. I don't know how toxic is actually silver iodide is. I'm sure it's not great for you, but I know silver is really good for you, but I don't know about silver iodide specifically, but if we can do something like that where we can spray something that's non-toxic in the sky and make it rain if we have a drought or something like that, hey, that's great. That's great. And that's the thing is a lot of this stuff is if we use it correctly, it's it's great for humanity. But that's the problem is a lot of things like this are being used for sinister means. Like, oh, we can control or steer a hurricane. Let's, instead of like steering it away from the country, let's just, just slam it right into you know, a major part of the country or something like that, or a part that's very susceptible to hurricanes. Like Hurricane Katrina, when that happened in 2006 or seven or whatever, came through the Gulf of Mexico, that was devastating. It like totally destroyed that whole area. And, you know, the more I look into these major storms, I'm kind of like, are they all manipulated? Because they had the ability to steer hurricanes in I think the 50s and 60s. It's... We've had this technology for a long time and it's kind of like, okay, well, is anything that happens weather-wise natural anymore? 
you know, you got to really get a good eye for like natural clouds and the fake clouds because you can see the real clouds. They look real. They're nice, a nice fluffy white color. They got all these different, you know, you, you run at random shapes. And then you'll see a layer above that where it's like this. I call it the chemtrail haze where you get like that hazy, milky crap in the sky. It's like, you know, and then you can tell it's not real clouds like it's not real cloud cover because you can see the sun through it. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. real cloud, even if it's a thin real cloud, it blocks out the sun. But you get this haze, and then you see the sun through it. Like, the sun still kind of shines through it, but there's that haze. And that's, to me, that's that's the telltale, like, nope, that's a chemtrail haze. Right. Yeah, the ones where if you still look directly at them, well, you, you basically can't look directly at them still, but with the other clouds, you can look directly at the sun, and you can tell the sun's there, but you can yep. Yeah, you, you see, you actually see the circle of the cloud through the clouds, or the sun, circle of the sun through the clouds. But um, yeah, that was think, one that I really noticed. Do you think so? With what you're saying, like there about the, there's good technology out there which can be used for good, but then it goes into the hands of the wrong people, and then they use it for control, manipulation, yeah. uh, greed, and all the all the nasty stuff. So that happens with all sorts, right? It's happened with the internet. It's happened with our phones, yeah. for example, computers, phones, you know, you water. That's why people are afraid of AI so much. Not because, because if you look at AI, like at face value, if someone that didn't know anything about the world that we live in and we told them about AI, they'll probably say that's good technology. You can use it for this. You can use it for that. You can use it for all these good things. Yeah. Everyone seems to be shit scared of it. And is it because? of the history of technology, everything has just been used against us eventually anyway. Well, there's a lot. Of, I think that comes from Hollywood. I think that's a big Hollywood thing because how many movies are out there about AI taking over? Like Terminator is a big one. Like everyone's seen Terminator in the United States. And it's like, okay, well, that's literally a movie about AI coming and taking, taking over. And I think a lot of that fear comes from that. Now, there's obviously very legitimate reasons to you know worry about AI. But it, it, yeah, like it's a tool like anything else. Like I've used Chat GPT here and there to write up a few things, like really simple, because it's like something that's very like to I for me to understand fully and summarize of a, a very scientific article like, or a scientific study, all those numbers and, and there's a lot to it. And like I, I'm not gonna, I don't know what half of this means. I'm just gonna throw it in Chat GPT, have you summarize it, and bam, there you go. Which like for monotonous tasks like that or something that would take a lot of time it's great it's fantastic but as soon as you're using it to replace people that's a problem as soon as you know when every company you call you you get a thing you know it, it it's some robot or something like that and it's just like people we're so sick of that i know i'm sick of it if i call a company and i have to speak voice commands to a freaking ai i'm like i i don't even care i don't even want to talk to you guys anymore you know, and I know people are sick of it. Like, and there's some sites where it's, you go there and they don't even have a support team. They have, you know, a chat bot or something like that. And it's like, I don't know. It It's frustrating. I'm, I'm trying to battle that with Chemical Free Body because our marketing guy wants to do more AI. And I'm like, no, man, I, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, I'm the customer service guy there. I'm also like going to be a health coach, but I'm like, I don't. Whenever I talk to people, 
or when someone calls, they love the fact that I'm a real person when they talk to me. They love that. And I think if we get, you know, have AI take everything over, we lose a lot of what makes that great because people, that's what people want. People are craving human interaction and we're not getting enough human interaction. Even if it's on a phone, it's through technology. Still like what we're getting instead is, you know, much worse. People are sick of talking to bots and it, it also takes, you know, you, you call, you make a call and you got to go through all these prompts. You got to press all these buttons, say these voice commands. And it's like five minutes just to, just to be able to talk to a person. You know, it takes up a lot of time. It's not any more convenient for us at all. It's convenient for the corporation because they don't have to pay someone to sit on the phone or whatever. But for us, it's it's so inconvenient. Mm. And it's pushing that social aspect further and further away, like like you said, which, which we're craving. And um, yeah, it, it just, the only thing it does come down to is greed. I mean, there are benefits for AI. I mean, in the certain industries, can make things better but when you actually strip everything back and look at what's actually making better it's always going to be tied to something that's negative that's taken us away from our natural being uh, in so many different ways and i feel like ai is just going to be that bridge that just properly moves us from well because i think today where we're sitting now we might look at it and think well we're in such a unnatural state but you're going to look back on this time in like 10 years time and be like, shit, we were actually a lot closer to nature than we thought. Um, at this point, even when we're looking at it right now, we are far away from nature. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am. am when I, you know, I started my whole change two years ago, I was like, how's everything supposed to be done in nature? Cause if God gave us everything we need through plants, through animals, through everything else, there's a ton, there's unlimited resources out there. And that's another big scam is the uh, abundance you know, there's scarcity. They make us think that there's, you know, we're going to run out of water. There's a, a billboard that popped up, you know, five minutes down the road from here. That's, it says save water, shower tomorrow. And it's like, there's unlimited water. What do you mean? Like, yeah, it saves you, you know, 20 cents or whatever it costs to take a shower. I don't know what it is, but like, you know, that's just causing scarcity. There's so much water. And water literally regenerates, just like oil. Oil is a big scam. Oil regenerates under the earth. Oil is basically the blood of the earth. And it's been shown that it regenerates. Like these oil wells are not drying up. That is a full-on scam, man, and a lie. and scarcity. Uh, yeah, that it's, yeah, it's control. It's fear. It's control. Yeah, I apologize. What, what were we saying before that? Why did I bring that up? Because there's something else I wanted to say, too. AI. Yeah, AI has been around for as long as computers have been around, basically. You know I mean, if, if you've played a computer game and you've played against the computer thinking that's AI, it's just, you know, Siri is AI that there's we've all been dealing with AI for most of our lives at this point. People just don't recognize it as being AI. Now, AI is just advanced enough that it almost seems human. Like, I don't know if you've used chat GPT at all, but it it's just it's okay. It's definitely not like talking to a real person, but it's okay. What I think is crazy about it is how quick it is, but it's, you know, it's just all AI is, is very advanced algorithms, you know, with all this data that they're taking from us between our phones, computers and everything, they're using all this data to feed into AI. And that's really what it's about. They're using AI systems to 
process all this data, you know, so it doesn't take thousands of people. You can literally just use one computer and process all this data and then use it, you know, what it's for more control, it's to make more money, whatever it is, you know, AI is, AI is really the perfect tool because it can be used for, for good or for, for bad. And it's going to be, they're going to try to definitely use it for bad. If computers are the same way, like how many people have made great livings and totally changed their lives off a computer or podcasting or whatever that may be, they've totally transformed lives for the better using technology as a tool. There's also as much people that have ruined their lives with technology, whether getting porn addiction or video game addiction or something along those lines and using it as a negative tool. So have you done much research on um, fluoride in tap water and drinking water? Yeah, that started, well, so they say it started in the forties in concentration camps in Nazi Germany that I don't, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's been used for a long time and they, they say it's for our good because they say it's good for our teeth or whatever but there is a there is a they're using the toxic version of fluoride there's there's two i can't remember offhand what they are but there's two different versions of fluoride and the one is like a toxic waste basically runoff by byproduct and that's what they're putting in the uh i think it's i think it's from aluminum processing or something like that i don't know i don't remember exactly what it is but They've been, you know, it's known, it's a known toxin. It's known to lower IQ, calm people. I think that's why some people are so complacent because they're drinking this crappy water. Even if you're buying bottled water from the store or something, it's basically just tap water that they bottled and sold to you. So yeah, you, I mean, a high quality filter or purifier or something like that is extremely important. Like the structured water device I got really blows my mind because I have really crappy water here. Like you can just smell the tap water, how bad it smells. You know, I, I got a nice hose, um, non-toxic hose, and I put my uh, structured water device. It's just a little like tube like this. And it just hooks up to right to my hose. And yeah, I just, I use it to water my microgreens. I fill up my water down there. Like this is my structured water. And it, it doesn't have a weird smell. It actually really, because I was very, very skeptical before, because I was actually talking to the inventor that invented the structured water device that we got. And I was very skeptical about it because I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know how quartz crystals in a little tube are going to structure this water and change it. But it, I mean, right away, it blew my mind. So because it sprays differently, the smell went away. Does it take the fluoride out of, out of it? So it doesn't, what this device does, it doesn't take anything out it doesn't purify it restructures it so it literally restructures the molecules and chemical compositions of these of whatever is in it it's it's kind of mind-blowing i'm still trying to kind of grasp how it works it's 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 pretty advanced stuff i guess it's you know but it's a lot with energy and frequency and stuff like that and that's that's so much of it is there's so much energy and frequency in our world that changes everything yeah, which isn't being utilized. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome stuff. Um, when so this is a bit of a uh, taking us somewhere else. But when I was when I came across your podcast, the first thing I listened to was your um, episode on flat Earth. And due to recent episodes, um, flat Earth, Antarctica, all of that stuff has become more and more interesting and fascinating for us so i was 
wondering what your views are on Antarctica antarctica is there was a period i think in like 2016 where i became semi-obsessed with antarctica and i watched like as much stuff on youtube or whatever as i could possibly find because i was like there's something going on here i don't know what it is but there's they're definitely hiding something in antarctica you know there's like this supposed nazi base there you know the nazis were interested in it and stuff like that and like and then you got admiral richard e bird who says he, you know, flew to the North Pole or flew to the South Pole, um, Operation High Jump. I'm sure you've heard about Operation High Jump. And that it's all very, very fascinating, but it's kind of also how much of it is put out there to mess with us. Exactly. That's what I thought with the Nazi base side of it. Like, what's easier to say yeah. to us to believe, make us believe than a Nazi base? Well, there's something to it because they, they say that when they fled in Germany, they fled to Antarctica or sorry, fled to Argentina which is, you know, there's a, it's sort of close to where they said that base was. So, I mean, it's possible, you know, but I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? I'm kind of at this point where anything online can be faked. I think they've had these deep fake technologies and Photoshop type technologies for 30, 40, 50 years. I think we're, it's since it's here now, like they always say that, you know, these, the governments and intelligence agencies have stuff that's 50 years advanced. It's okay. If well, 50 years ago from today is, you know, 1973, and it's like, okay, well, how much of that is fake? You know, what came out around that time? The Sapruder film, the JFK assassination. And there's a lot of people that say that's fake. Um, so it's, you know, how much any of anything digital today is real? I don't know. But yeah, Antarctica, it's, I mean, if you subscribe to the flat earth theory, it is a big ring around everything, um, which I mean, it's possible. I don't know. But to me, I feel like, if it's a big ring, we can, you know, that's a huge area that it's a massive, massive, massive circle, like a massive diameter of space. So you have to go all the way around that whole thing. I don't know. It's it's possible. And there's a lot, a lot of talk about extra land. Like, I'm sure you've seen the maps, right, where you got us in the middle and then a ring and then more land and then another ring. You know, I don't know how true that is. But, yeah, to me, I just with flat earth i just know that it's not the model that they're telling us i don't even say that for sure i'm a flat earther because the the earth could be a massive massive sphere that we can't tell like eight inches per mile squared is a lie eight inches per mile squared is not true that's provable at this point we it's not true so what you know is it a massive massive sphere is it flat i don't i don't know for sure but yeah, and the one of the big things that I this is the number one thing that I tell everybody when I talk about flat earth is one, I don't know for sure that it's flat. I'm not technically a flat earther. And two, you can see with your eyes how their model doesn't make sense. Cuz their model is okay, we're spinning on our axis at 1000 miles an hour. The earth is spinning around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. Interesting number too. And then worse that the solar system is spinning around the galaxy at 400,000 miles an hour and then the milky way is spinning whatever million miles an hour whatever and if all that's going on all this movement is going on how do we see the same formations of stars in the sky night after night for as long as there's been recorded history you know we have the pyramids that are you know how many structures around the world are in Orion's belt you know the structure like Orion's belt there's so much stuff like that. You know, all the 
recorded archaeology and or um astrology and stuff or astronomy geez it's there's no way that that model is true and all the stars in the sky just stay the same there's i mean there's no way that's possible period uh then you know the north star it stays in that same spot like it moves very 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 slightly but it stays dead north mm. i think what you uh I'm, pr I'm pretty sure you mentioned it on your episode where it was like you, one of the first things you told as soon as you get into the education system is the world's round and this, this is the way we live and then throughout the rest of your journey that's drilled into your head so whenever you approach anyone with any other theory whether it be flat earth or anything at all they're always quick to say no because that is one thing that they've known their whole life so it's like one of the things can they let go of it we don't know or but then you the, a bit deeper than that is more and more that i find out now i find out that they were wrong in what they taught me through my education system um not not all of it's completely wrong some of it's just sort of misled uh they've just sort of tweaked the information that they're saying or how they're saying it to make you make you think one way about something so why not why why would we just think that they're right about the solar system why would you think that information is correct and i'm not saying it's right it's round or flat i'm just saying i don't know it could exactly. be either there's the thing is we don't know anybody saying that no it's definitely flat they're you know you don't know you don't know unless you're going up and you've been you know if you've hit the firmament and you've been way up there and you can see as far as you can see and it looks flat you know fine or unless you're outside of it whatever but we don't know for sure that's the thing is too is i don't think we're well i know i we're not meant to know everything about this realm you know i think if we constantly just run that hamster wheel of just trying to figure everything out and gain all of the knowledge we end up learning basically nothing because it's just you're just trying to focus so much on the world and especially the way they've manipulated every bit of knowledge at this point it's like what can you trust you know for me like old old books i think are the most trustworthy thing like books pre like world war ii because i feel like modern history is kind of like pre and post world war ii well, then you know, pre and pre and post 9-11 too. But um, you know, now it's pre and post COVID. You know, they they constantly have these events throughout history where it's like there's a clear before, clear after. You know, Jesus, you know, they're before Christ, after after Christ. You know, it's they set these hard lines in the sand where they basically do these massive whatever, some sort of massive operation of some kind that changes the world forever. You know, they, there's evidence that they used to teach flat earth back in the day, you know, not, not in America, but yeah, it's, yeah. So one of those things that like you said, it, it is, you know, you go into every classroom, there's a globe, there's a, a flat map, you know, that just looks like the globe placed on a thing. You know, that's the number one thing what I see now with so many kids is the two things that like boys they teach boys about space and they teach boys about dinosaurs. Like how many kids shirts or clothes or whatever. It's like dinosaurs and space and stuff. And, you know, I haven't seen any evidence that dinosaurs are real. I don't know if you've looked into that much, but there's a lot of weird stuff with dinosaurs. Like if you, the Smithsonian, every, all of the dinosaur skeletons that are in museums 
are fake. All of them. All of them are. And then they tell you, they ask you, or you ask them and they're like, oh, we have all the real stuff in the back or whatever. And then there's no, there's no real stuff though. That's the thing. It's all, you know, large other bones or something. And I think if there were dinosaurs, they were simply just very large reptiles or something like that, that lived alongside man. You know, I think that there were a lot more larger and I think people were bigger. I think animals were bigger. Plants were bigger. Um, some of these, uh, they look like small mountains or even hills or something. Uh, they look like giant petrified tree stumps. Have you seen those? Um, what's one? I think it's Devil's Tower or something, I think is one. There's one in like a desert in like Nevada or Arizona or something. And you look at it and it looks like a massive petrified tree stump. You know, just look. Oh, you, the, the, uh, from the bottom, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see like the roots kind of going down off the side. Yeah, let's see if we get this. Yeah, so there's some angles of that where it looks like a massive tree stump. There's other ones that are very, very similar to that. Mm, yeah it just looks like a giant tree something like you know i'm sure you've heard like the tree of life or something you know what if this this tree of life there were just massive trees around and it was like you know who knows i don't know i've seen some ones that even look way more tree like than that they'll have like the the sides coming down with almost like roots looking i don't know how old do you think humanity is uh I don't know. I have, I really don't know. I, I, it's either six to 10,000 years or it's millions of years. I don't, I don't know if there's really anything between that. You know, I don't trust carbon dating really. I think carbon dating can be manipulated or, you know, done a certain way. And it's not even effective. And they, they even admit that it's not effective plus past like 30,000 years or something like that. So you have to trust their dating systems for that. And I don't, but there's like a, there's a, a hammer. I think it's called the London hammer, actually. Um, hammer that was encased in stone that they dated and it was supposedly a hundred million years old. I think it's called the London hammer. Oh yeah, London Hammer. How old did he say it was? Sorry, I, th I think it's. I think it was supposed to be like a hundred million years old. I know it's in the millions. I don't remember exactly how much. Four hundred million years old. Yeah, it's even more than I thought. That's what they say, but then it's like, how do they date that? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't. I don't know for sure. I mean, it is. There is a clearly a hammer that's encased in stone, but I think that's easier to do than people will give it credit for. But yeah, that's one that. Four hundred million, yeah. But then when I hear things like that, in all honesty, I just think, what's the difference between four hundred million and two hundred million? Like how right age that difference? Well, I mean, a lot. I mean, that's a very, very long period of time. But to us, for where we are, it's just such a large number that it doesn't even matter. You know, you know, for us, a uh, hundred million years for us is just so off the charts that we can't even. Yeah. It doesn't even work. We can't comprehend it. Yeah. Look how much society has changed in 20 years, 10 years, even five years. It's like, how much do you think goes on in a hundred million years? 
Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't comprehend 100 million. I don't think I can comprehend a million years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so much time. That's so much time. You can't even... We've only been here for 30, 40 years. We can literally only comprehend what, what we've seen. Exactly. Um, because it's even really, realistically, it is hard to comprehend like what, what was life like pre-World War II. We, you can imagine it from books and from what people have told you, but to actually fully gauge that understanding is pretty, yeah. pretty difficult. Well, you have kids today, they don't know what it was like pre-9-11. And then there's going to be kids that don't know what it was like pre-COVID. And then it's pre-whatever the next thing is, you know? I, I did hear a theory um, that dinosaur, dinosaur bones that were being found, they were just putting it to dinosaurs, but really that they were bones of huge, huge, like you are saying, um, animals or humans that we had in the past and that they were giants that existed. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about it. It's not like there's a lot of fake images about giants online. There's a lot of fake skeletons and stuff out there. But where I feel like a lot of the fake stuff is put out to deter people from the fact that there were giants. You know, I mean, the Bible talks about it. I'm not a huge like Bible thumping guy, but I do think that there's a I, I think the Bible, like anything else and in the world, has been manipulated to a point where. It's hard to know what's true, but there's a lot of real truth stuff in the Bible. You know, you know, the Bible says we're, you know, what, 6,000 years old or whatever. I don't, you know, maybe that's what that, that's like one of the main things that makes me think that. But, you know, I don't know for sure. But like I said, the Bible has been translated and translated and retranslated. And, and people have also used it to manipulate others as well. That's where it gets yes. a bit foggy for me. Yes. yes. Um, because of the. But there is also there's definitely something to it though because there's a reason that when you go into a court you know you put your hand on the Bible you swear on the Bible you know there there's clearly some sort of authority to the Bible in this realm um hard to say exactly what but there definitely seems to be some sort of level of authority you know Jesus Christ seems to be a very important person he's mentioned in all these ancient texts, almost all the major religions, Jesus is mentioned in some regard. So he had to clearly be special in some way. When did he live? I don't know. And then, you know, I'm sure you might have heard about this one where there's supposedly a thousand years added to history. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. I was really big into Tataria for a little bit, and I realized that a lot of stuff is, there's a lot of bull crap out there about that too. So I kind of got out of it, but it fascinated me for a little bit. And one of the things they brought up was that um, there would be like an I before like I 673. And then people were saying that it was 1,673 for the year. That was denoting the year. But then you look at it closer and it's like, no, that's an I. Or sometimes it'd be even a J, something like that. And it's like, okay, well maybe they misdid that on purpose to make us think there's an extra thousand years or something like that, which I I don't know how much it really means. It's just something I found interesting because that's something that they would do to mess with us. The thousand years, yeah, that we've uh, totally missed. Um, yeah, it is interesting, but when I, I did look into it a bit as well, but what I found with a lot of theories today is that 
there's a problem with a lot of junk out there and because what happens is like when there's a theory that's got legs everyone sort of jumps on the bandwagon and starts adding their own little element to it and then that theory is then so saturated into with so much junk around it you lose the actual theory that it originally was yeah i think that's also done on purpose you know, the CIA coined the term conspiracy theory back in the 60s to deter JFK stuff. You know, that's known on the record and it's still used today. You know, now instead of conspiracy theorists, you have like anti-vaxxer or, you know, whatever they're going to use for it. You know, hateful, whatever. You know, if you point out the agendas, you're a hateful bigot or whatever it is. So they're always used whenever you don't have a logical foothold on anything. You just resort to name calling. And that's that's basically what they did. They're like, okay, well, we lost. So we're just going to start calling people names and saying that they're bad to deter people. And that's it. Like, if that's all you have is that you can say you're a bad person because you said that, you you have nothing. You have nothing. And you're just trying to deter people. What's your um, thoughts on the UFO disclosure stuff? That's yeah, I was going to say, I probably could bring that up. So... One thing I find very interesting is no one trusts the government, but then the government says that there's UFOs and aliens and they're like, oh my God, we knew it. We knew it's true. It's like, okay, no. So I was, I mean, that, that was probably my first true foray into conspiracies and alternative stuff was aliens back in the day. You know, I watched a lot of the history channel. I don't know what you guys have over there, but we have the history channel here, which realizing now it's clearly just a, you know, propaganda channel. But there was a lot of UFO and alien stuff on back in the day, like classified files and talking about, you know, Roswell and these abductions and all these files that they have a top secret classified stuff. And I think it's all bull crap. I think it's all bull crap. Um, I think if there are aliens, I think it ties in a little bit to the extra land theory, like the flat earth where there's extra land out there. Because what do we say? Extraterrestrial doesn't necessarily mean outer space. It just means that they come from extra land. So, you know, are they from outside of our area? Are they underground? Are they underwater? Do they exist at all? Um, I've seen that the greys might be demons. Um, some of the earlier, like um, Aleister Crowley, when he channeled his demons or whatever back in the day in his weird egypt ritual sexual seance thing he had going on there he uh drew a picture of a demon that he said was a demon and it looked very very similar to a gray alien um there's you know ancient uh civilizations that talked about demons and they drew pictures and they look very similar to gray aliens so i don't know what to make of it but you know it's it'd be very possible for them to implant these memories into people now you know the government has technology to implant memories so how they're doing that i don't know but mm. i know something like that's possible there's or at least make people think that, that something happened there's information that i don't know if it was if it came out today or yesterday that the mexican government have a body that they're gonna yeah i saw i saw those videos i'm just like man you know what are, what are we doing here i don't know I don't know. You know, are they real? I don't. 
I don't know, but it's got people talking about it, I guess. They look like they look like ET. They look like ET. They're kind of like shriveled, kind of like small, just kind of weird looking. Is it an actual video of a body? I've not seen this. You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, it's basically just like some bodies and caskets that are kind of like short and look all like dried up and it it looks like like if you were gonna counterfeit an argument that you've got an alien, this is what you would have (laughs) done. Yeah, pretty much. All right. It looks like it's made out of like stone. Yeah, yeah, it looks like made out of stone. I, I, it just, I don't know. This is weird. (laughs) But it's um, they're taking it. They're 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 going along with this um. What, like, what are they gonna do with this? Where where is it gonna go? What are they trying to prove with this? What are they being like? Oh, the aliens exist now. Like, here's some here's some petrified bodies. The one on the left there looks like uh, a larger version of that alien that's in the robot's head from Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So true, yeah. Men in Black was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I love that movie. I loved it when I was a kid as well. <laughs> and do you know... The is on Orion's belt. <laughs> do you think this could be a Project Bluebeam? That's, I mean, that's the that's the word on the street that they've been setting up aliens for Project Bluebeam. Or it, whether it's Project Bluebeam or not, but basically a fake alien invasion. You know, uh, Werner von Braun is, you know, on his deathbed said that that was the last thing that they're going to do. And it, I mean, it makes sense because I mean they've been setting this up for a very long time. Post World War II, they really, really hammered home aliens. You know, they say it's because of nuclear bombs. Which do nuclear bombs exist? As they say they do, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it, but they really, really ramped up that. You know, um, NASA came into being, which NASA was started by Nazis, basically. Um. So that all came into be a lot of comics, a lot of movies, a lot of fear around aliens, a lot of fear. And anytime they're trying to generate fear about something, there's a reason behind that. But at this point, enough people have been talking about a fake alien invasion. I don't know if they can do it. You know what I mean? But the biggest the biggest thing with the fake alien invasion is because if they want to unify the entire world under a one world government, one world army, all that stuff. How are you going to do that unless the entire world is under threat from something? So it can be climate change or it could be aliens, you know, something that threatens the entire world. And aliens seems like the earth, the easy, you know, let's just bring in some saucers and start beaming some people. And there you go. That's alien invasion. The whole world's afraid be on lockdown. Um, we can only do this with a one world government. We got to pull all our armies together to fight this threat. Ronald Reagan made a speech in the eighties to the UN about it, where he's like, I, I wonder how different, how, I wonder how quickly our differences would subside if we faced an alien threat from outside this world. And it's like, you, you I mean, you're just, you're, that's literally it right there. That's it. You know, how quickly can we create a one world government if there's aliens? Basically what he's saying. So do you think for that to take place, 
what other countries would you say are involved with that? Because they'll, there's obviously going to be countries that they'll have to also uh, convince that this is true to. I mean, it seems like damn near every country is the governments are controlled at this point. And when there is a government that isn't controlled, you know, the United States comes in and blows them to smithereens. That's, you know, that we've been the world police for that for a while now. You know, the Middle East, we destabilized the Middle East because of that. Um, it's been being set up over a lot, well, since World War II. Um, yeah. Well, it's known that a lot of the Nazis in Germ from Germany in World War II got hired to work in America. Yeah. Um, Paperclip. Yeah. So th there's that theory that they're still running the world right now. Yeah. The big, the big thought on all that is that. Germany lost World War II. The Nazis did not. So the Nazis came into Russia, came into America, did this whole division thing. They orchestrated a larger plan, which I don't, you know, I don't know. That's there were definitely Nazis that came over, but how much of an impact it had, I don't know for sure. But you know, we know not NASA has been one of the biggest scam organizations. There's been they lie regularly. Um, they I think we dude, we give them like. 30 million dollars a day here. A day. dude it's it's something ridiculous uh, it's like 20 or 30 million dollars a day it's i mean they have a massive budget it's like a 20 dollar 20 billion dollar budget and then all well, they you do guys is have, a, have a space force now as well yeah we have a space force whatever that means i don't know it's one of those things that trump did that makes it seem like a good thing but is really just kind of reinforcing that space is what they say it is and we can actually go to space and i don't i don't think we can go to space yeah it sounds like a money spin today it's yeah the money out of the government well it's also what sets up the fake alien invasion thing because you know what you gotta have a space force if you're gonna fight off the aliens in outer space you know yeah setting up a space force is the same as preparing for battle right in space exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah it's one of those little things that trump did that you know, it doesn't affect us quite a bit, but it doesn't it doesn't affect anything until it affects something. You know, just one yeah. of those little things that are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're easy to be overlooked um, until you need to look at it. Yeah, there's a lot of people over here that still love Trump. You know, I, I think a lot of truthers had, they had a spell, they had a moment where they're like, you know what, Trump is just doing a lot of good things. And he did. He did do a lot of great things. He reversed a lot of crappy things. He, you know, made trading better. Like gas was cheap here. A lot of things were better for those couple of years. The political climate was hell. I mean, it was terrible. It was just constant division. But you can't, like, if you still support the guy after he is patting himself on the back over Operation Warp Speed and getting out the vaccine, you know, you're, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it, you know? Because that dude still thinks he's the father of the vaccine and all this stuff. And it's like, you... no, nah, man, it's, I don't know. People think he's like the second coming of Jesus and stuff. And I'm like, you gotta, that's not, man, it's not. He's, he's playing. I mean, he is doing a hell of a job at his role. He is playing such a good role. He's doing such a good job at it. It's, he's fooled a lot of people. Well, that's what was needed though, right? Was someone to um, be the hero for half of the country. Yep. 
It really is that we have the whole Q thing still going on. You know, I see people post on Twitter all the time about like Q, whatever Q and there's a military for the base of the idea is that there's this military force that are of good guys within the government and stuff that are arresting people and doing all this stuff. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. At this point in time. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I remember when Q first, first, first started and I was like, okay, you know, I was into it for like three days and I was like, okay, you know, there's stuff, there's something here. There's some good information. You know, this stuff coincides. It's pretty interesting. And then I just kind of hit, I'm like, oh man, this, this seems like a big time setup, like big time setup. You know, you're getting people all riled up. There's also something too. I don't know how 100% true it is, but in the Russian Revolution, Bolshevik Revolution back in the day, supposedly there were a bunch of like flyers that were put out on the streets or something like that saying, hey, everything's under control. Everything's fine. Just relax. You know, there's a secret operation that's going in to stop this. And everyone was like, okay. And then nothing happened, and everyone just sat back and let the Bolsheviks take over. So is that same thing? Because we know that they use the same same kind of ideas. You know, if history doesn't exactly repeat, it rhymes. And so they're using a very, very similar method to do what they're doing here today. Because we're basically in a Bolshevik revolution right now. We're in a communist revolution in America, you know, you're in the UK, and it's just all Western civilization is just being uprooted totally change you know lgbt uh you know everything's racist and yeah whatever it is you know i mean they're just trying to totally uproot everything that we have over here and just make it what they want it to be which is you know i don't know every everybody's the same everybody says the same language yeah 1984 yeah what are your thoughts? I know you mentioned right at the beginning about Alex Jones. What are your thoughts on him today? I think he doesn't talk nearly as much about the good stuff anymore, I feel like. Like back in the day, he would talk about the real, real deep stuff. And now, have you gone to InfoWars lately? Like InfoWars.com? Not for a few, quite a few months now. Man, you just go on there. I mean, if you if you're on there the last few months, you know, you just go on there and it's just, capital letters be afraid this is happening there's a saturday emergency alert warning there's a it it's feels just... like a B, well i don't know if you've been on the bbc website but it feels like the bbc news website on steroids yeah it's just it's more fearful than any other site you go to it's all capital letters it's all the deep state's gonna do this now oh god and i'm just like all right man yeah, we'll see here. Yep, emergency. So here you go. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Emergency broadcast. NATO attacks the Russian Navy board. World War Three is coming. Be afraid. Buy our products. There's a lot of people out there making a lot of money off fear, and it's really sad to see because it's a lot of so-called truthers doing it. Yeah, you see people selling like prepping stuff, um, gold. And they're all doing it by instilling. Those are fear. important, though. I mean, those are good to have. I mean, you yeah, definitely want to have gold. You definitely want to have some food stocked up and all that stuff, but not it's out really of. Good, but I can see these people like they instill fear, and then afterwards they'll sell their product. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, the, the new world order is coming. How are you going to defeat the new world order? You got to do that. Now, I think if you're doing that, if you're presenting true good solutions, then that's that's great. Oh, he left. But a lot of people aren't creating true good solutions. They're like you say, they're just selling their products. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, there's a lot of good products that, you know, will help people help detox or do whatever. But if you're just using fear to sell it, you know, that's really like one thing I, I tell Tim all the time with our products. It's like, we can't sell stuff out of fear. We have to, we, we there's, there, there's a natural fear because if you tell someone, Hey, all your food's poison, your water has been poisoned. The sky has been poisoned. There's definitely going to be an instant reaction of, Oh my God, I'm, I'm afraid kind of thing. But you have to immediately be like, okay, well, here's what you can do. You can start drinking clean water. You can start growing your own food. You can, you know, get a good air purifier. It's not even necessarily get a good exercise. It's not necessarily about selling products. It's about helping people be healthier. And, uh, you know, the people that really hard hit home fear to do that is it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's, you know, it's not the way to do it. It's not the way to do it. There's just, there's, there's enough fear out there. Yeah, it's just, uh, they bounce, they're bouncing off each other and it's just getting crazy. What, what, and then what do you think about Joe Rogan? Because I keep flicking between, I like him, no, he's compromised, no, he's not compromised, and now I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust him. Because the dude, I mean, you don't, you don't think that we didn't go to the moon and then think that we went to the moon. I've never heard any other person that was awake to that and then flipped back. He's the only person I've ever seen that was like, he was so gung ho back in the day. Like, no, we didn't go to the moon. There's no way. Look at this. Look at that. And now he talked to some, he talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, oh, geez, you know, it's definitely, we definitely went to the moon. So that, yeah, it's yeah, I don't I don't know. I used to listen to Rogan. You know, a lot of people we you know, a lot of people listened to Rogan back in the day. But it was like as soon as he went over the to Spotify, it was like there was a clear difference. I think when he had Alex Jones on very first episode, it was kind of like uh throwing a bone to us, being like, No, I'm still a truther, I'm not bought by the system. Look, I got Alex Jones on first episode. No one's gonna tell me what to do. But it's just he he doesn't have nearly as many interesting people like i don't care about talking to celebrity musicians or something like i want you know like graham hancock episodes there's a graham hancock um uh randall carlson episodes and stuff like that dude those were amazing man so there's actually um, an unreleased episode that he's done with was it with graham and randall randall carlson just with randall he's recorded it but he didn't release it really malcolm is it malcolm bendel Bendel, yeah, Malcolm Bendel and Randall Carlson talking about their um, Malcolm's new, uh, what was it called? I forgot what it was called. Uh, it's a new way to produce energy, a more efficient way, based on ancient technologies. Oh man, yeah, they don't want that getting out. They don't yeah. want people knowing that stuff, man. That's one thing that'll that'll get you taken out pretty quick. So there was a picture of Malcolm. Randall and Rogan in the studio, and this the episode never came out. Yeah, that's one thing I've 
I've come to realize when it comes to free energy or your car runs on water, if you have anything like that, you can do it for yourself. Like if you were to make a water power car or you have a free energy device in your backyard and you're hooking up to your house, that's fine. But as soon as you start like telling people how to do it or selling it, marketing it, whatever, that's when they come in and be like, no, you got to you got to stop that or we will come in and kill you right now. That is, that is the big like foot in the sand with that or line in the sand. They don't, they don't want people messing with their, their systems. You know, they have a very clear system of control and we are citizens, which just means we are employees of the corporations of the government. And, you know, if we go against what they want, then they do what they want. Basically we do still have free will. But because, you know, they have to like warn you ahead of time. They're not going to just come in and kill you right away. They're going to they're going to call you a few times. They're going to scare you a little bit. That's what I've seen. I don't I don't see any instances where someone just gets killed right away. It's always hey, we, we're going to let you know because they have to let you know. That's that's part of free will. It's part of this realm. That's why there's so much propaganda. One thing I used to get along like forever was, you know, when you're talking to people about, you know, what they want to do. They want to control everybody. They want to do this. They want to do that. And it's like, okay, well, if they want to come in and just depopulate the world, why don't they just come in and just start killing people? And it's simply goes back to free will. They can't do that. They have to get people to accept their death. They have to get people to accept that humans are bad. So that means I'm bad. So that means I shouldn't exist because I'm putting carbon into the atmosphere. You know, I mean, it's it's this inherent humans are bad thing. You know, that's the thing, like the whole carbon zero initiative, like we are carbon. We're made up of a bunch of carbon. You know, what I mean, it's like like we are the carbon they want to get rid of. That's what they they want to get rid of us and they can live their life hooked up to their machines or something or, you know, the transhuman thing, whatever they whatever the hell it is they want to do. But they want to get rid of us and then do that. That's that's what it certainly seems like. The amount of times you hear people say the world would be better off without humans. It, it, it blows my mind. I just think the, the world wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. We're, we're the reason that the, the, the realm is here, you know? See, I like getting into the deep into stuff like that where it's kind of like, you know, we are all alive at this time in history doing our certain things for a certain reason we're here to learn lessons we're here to help people you know we all have a different reason that we're here and i don't know it's it's kind of up to us to that figure that out and make something of this life yeah the the, well, the switch has got a flick for you to realize that there's more to life because I don't know if you just go and walk around a city i guess then you see what most people believe life is and it is wake up go to work come back watch tv eat shit and then go to sleep oh i forgot about the starbucks on the way to work yeah yeah i mean that's if you live in a city that's that's basically your life you know go out on the drink on the weekends you know, do whatever other drugs or, you know, it's, that's what people see life at this point. It's, it's really sad. It's really sad. Like, 
It's sad, but if you look at it as if what you're saying as well, that you've got to look at life and realise why you're here, then maybe they're there to teach us that we need to do this break off society that a lot of people are talking about now. It's something which is required for a certain group of people to go and live off the grid like you were talking about earlier. And the more you learn off other people, the more you realise that it's more and more, there's more and more need to go to this off the grid way of living. Um, so you can look at it as in, like, these people are here to teach us a lesson and we need to go and, I guess, jumpstart that side of, that side of things. Yeah, there's one thing I was going to bring up earlier that connects to this. So a lot of people think, why, why is there evil in this world? Why would the devil exist, you know? Why is there dark? The dark illuminates. It, it, it enhances the light. You know, you can't have good without having bad. You can't have light without having dark. And the devil and evil plays a very, very important role because especially when it gets put into your face like it has been recently, you know, you either see it and recognize it and you give into it or you fight back against it. And so it's basically... God using the devil, using evil, using all these things to push the good people to do good, to be better, to further the positives in society instead of truly tear them down. So it's basically this free will message of here's all this evil. Are you going to do anything about it or are you just going to let it keep happening? And it's kind of just the, you know, God's way of pushing us to where we should go. So that, that's something I always think about kind of because everyone kind of struggles with that at some point. It's like if you wake up to all this, it's like, why is there so much evil in the world? Why are these people doing this? And that's just kind of where I go back to because everything kind of goes back to spirituality. This is, you know, if it's, this is a spiritual war, if anything, if there's any war going on, it's a constant spiritual war. So that's one well, thing. When, when me and Cam started this journey, we went heavy with the conspiracies and for a period it's quite like a, a dark time because I thought what's the like, what's the point like the whole world's fucked um, and the future looks even more fucked than the world right now I was just thinking like, what is the point and then we stumbled on the path of spirituality and saw out of all our darkness there was a great light there that we've sort of walking that walking towards now which Without us seeing the darkness, we would never have seen the path that we're on now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a very important part of what's going on right now. It's very important. Because yeah, there's a lot of people that are just too blinded by the evil, blinded by everything going on to recognize. Or there's a lot of people that just don't even see the good. Like all they see is bad. There's a lot of, you know, even a lot of normies out there that are just total black pilled. Like they just have no hope. And that's what that's exactly what they want. They want people to be hopeless. They want people to give up. That's part of it. That's why like there's so much you know, news articles or whatever. There's so much stuff jammed down our throats. Like, yeah, we know that this is bad, but why do we need 20 articles about it? It's because it's about hammering at home. It's about just beating you down into submission with negativity. Yeah. Yeah. And getting rid of every anyone's purpose. Like state of purpose. Yeah. If you've got a state of purpose, then 
it means you you're gonna try and do something or you're gonna you're a threat to them if you've got purpose because you've got the ambition to get up and do something um yeah i think that purpose the purpose gives you the light because now i've found, found purpose in my life i can read negative articles i can watch negative videos and not be affected by them i can just consume like just listen to it and think all right that's going on now back to what i need to do yeah you have to really be strong emotionally to see something like that and then not have an emotional reaction because that's what they want they want people to get emotional they don't want people to see it for what it is they want people to be upset about it any like any emotion any emotion is what they want you know yeah well that's why this um left wing and right wing works so great in the western world because what more what's better than having two people on the exact same level of of life compete against each other for worthless crap yeah yeah the whole left right paradigm is it's very strong because it's like if you're only presented with two options you're only going to think about those two options there's not enough people that think okay well what's the, what's the third option is there anything else i don't like either of these two options give me another option and that's the thing is there's always another option they just won't tell you about it there's always there's always a way out there's always another option simply because of the you know the laws of free will or the god so yeah i don't it's that paradigm has had a major grip on western society like major grip i don't know exactly how it is for you know other countries like middle east or asia or something well china they just there's just one, there's just there's a center option. wing. Yeah, one option. <laughs> <No> wing. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we uh, wrap this one up here? We're on the just over two hour mark. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was really good. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, man. That was a blast. Cheers, Nick. Um, that was amazing. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. It was, it was fun. And this is the first like real, real like multi-person podcast I've done. So. It's cool to get oh, really? on and have a cool conversation. So, all right, you see, you'd seem like you've done it before, like the way you come across, like you just seem natural at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should be doing it more. So, I should. I know I should. I, you know, it's been almost exactly a year since my last episode came out. So, wow, it's, to... it's been a year. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. I just been focusing on other stuff. I don't know. Cause I just kind of, I, I kind of hit like with my website, I kind of hit this wall where I was like, I don't, am I really doing anything with this? Am I influencing anybody or am I just stressing myself out? I wasn't stressed out doing the podcast. I liked talking and I liked doing the podcast, but it's like, am I just running the wheel or am I actually impacting things? And I kind of just got to this point where I just, I got more, that's when I started really, really focusing on the microgreens, like really setting up my business. So I kind of just went from that because I, at, at a point I was like, if I can do podcasting for a living, being able to talk and help people like that, that's great. Because I've I always wanted to have a business. I always wanted to kind of do my own thing, but I, it had to be something where I'm actually providing value. Like right now with my microgreens, I'm providing people with healthy, nutritious, clean food. That to me is absolutely worth the value, you know, what I charge. So if I can make a living doing that, so. But on a podcast, it's just fun. It's just. Have you fun. considered doing a YouTube channel about your microgreens? Yeah, I've thought about that. There's a lot of them out there, though, and I'm just like, if if I'm not going to put something out there, if there's not something different I can offer, like podcasting, I feel like I can offer a different perspective 
you know, I don't see, and I haven't come across any podcast or anyone that's talking that has the exact same perspective as me. So I think having a different perspective on things is important. Like you can only show how many ways to grow a tray of broccoli microgreens or something like that. You know what I mean? There's only so many ways that you can do it. And there's so many resources out there on it. Like I do want to teach like classes. I want to focus more on the teaching classes to kids aspect of that rather than making like a YouTube channel or something like that. Or I can, I don't know, maybe make a kid's YouTube channel on it. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not big on like video editing and stuff like that. The kids YouTube's full of obsolete junk. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up earlier when I was talking about my kid that you're my friend's kid that just watched YouTube with the advertisement and the, that thing. He, she just hands him the phone. And there's some weird stuff on YouTube kids, like really weird stuff. Like he will watch on repeat a video of um, the Fox, you know, the Fox theme, like when, before a movie plays. Oh yeah. 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 That Fox theme. And he'll watch it. And there's like this video and it's just this, the theme distorted and it's distorted in all these ways. And it just keeps replaying and replaying and replaying, getting more and more distorted and weird. And he'll just keep there and listening to it. And there's like others, the same thing. There's like different, you know, uh, little jingles or whatever, anything like the McDonald's low jingle or something like that, where it's just distorted and replayed and replayed. I'm just like, they're just like programming these kids. Like he's like four years old and half the words that he knows are just brands. Oh God. Yeah. It really freaks me out. Cause I'm like, holy crap. You know, it's like uh, hypnotizing them. Yeah. It's literally hypnotic. And it, it, to me, I hear it and it just, it hurts like it hurts i i I feel it i feel like it hurts and i just have to go shut it off i was like dude we can't if i watch them i'm like we can't uh -uh. we're going outside you're gonna go outside and get barefoot and you're gonna turn off this damn phone (laughs) you know i was like i can't do it man we gotta go outside and ground we're gonna get out of this that's a weird even like when i'm looking because obviously you've seen in the news i know it's like to sort of push this divide but you look at like the Beyonce concerts, the Sam Smith concerts. I think there was the Beyonce one where she actually had a hypnotic um, symbol, I guess, moving around for, for a while. And then after it, it started flashing up on the backstage of a concert saying, whoever controls the media controls the mind. I haven't seen that, but I, I believe it, man. There's, I mean concerts have got really really out of hand like very dark imagery you remember that um that concert the travis scott concert where people got like trampled and stuff the imagery in that concert was just like you should have known walking in there like this is some dark dark stuff man like really dark stuff but like that's modern music like the, the music industry is controlled and manipulated it's just a branch of hollywood you know they, they put images in everything but it's Music is, uh, I battle this with my kid because she, uh, you know, she's a kid in school and she, you know, all the kids listen to all this rap music and I'm just like, dude, this is terrible. This is terrible. I mean, it's just clear brainwashing, like training kids to be thugs, you know, and it's not even, it's not even like good music, like Tupac back in the day, like, yeah, thug life, blah, blah, blah. But at least it was like music. At least there was a musical undertone to it. This is now it's just computer generated you know snare drum or whatever the hell and then just auto tone music or auto tone noises over it 
can't. It's not. There's no music to it. There's no musical yeah, there's style. No original, it's just originality to it. Noises and you know she's got better about it. I, I've pointed out a lot of this stuff to her, and she's like, eh, fine, whatever. But you know it. Yeah, I guess it's well. I don't. I don't have children, so I'm not too versed. Yeah. In it, I guess it's just planting the seeds, like at the beginning, and then. I guess it's yeah. with anyone. Yeah, kids really weird with kids because I uh, picking up on it themselves. I plant all the seeds, you know. What I, mean? I tell her all the stuff here and there, but I don't like force it on her, especially she's fourteen and it's not. You that that age, you're not gonna, you know. She, you know, I'm the dad. She doesn't want to listen to me about anything, so it's kind of like a. I can't force her to do anything. She has, you know, her own free will at this point. So all I can do is just kind of be like, point her out like, hey, you're going to eat that just so you know it has this, this, and this in it. And it's this poison, this causes this. And she's like, okay, whatever. And then just eats it. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm just, I, because I realized that being so uh, on her about it, it was doing more harm than it was good. It wasn't helping. And she was just more, she was just becoming more rebellious about it. And so I was just kind of like, became a lot more chill, just kind of was like, whatever. And then I started her improving as I just, as I stopped caring. I mean, I always cared, but I stopped acting like I cared, I guess. She started getting better about it. I started, you know, I stopped giving her crap about the music. She didn't listen to it as much. So it's, there's definitely this, teenagers are weird, man. Like, you know, me and my kid, like, we're still really close. Like, I've been a single dad for quite a while. And it's, uh, you know, we're very close, but she's still, you know, it's still different. You know, the, how they're growing up now with every kid has a smartphone, every kid has Snapchat. You know what I mean? I did. I did homeschool her last year for a year and she she hated it. She hated it. I mean, she did well. It it all worked out. Like she got through the grade. I did it all by myself. I didn't use any Internet stuff. I did all classic textbooks. I did it all right. And she just wanted nothing to do with it she wanted to be with friends even though she still hung out with friends she still socialized she wanted to be in school you know with her friends and i'm just like dude it's i mean you're in prison but whatever that's really what you want to do so it is what it is you know i mean i i went to school i came out okay i mean granted my early 20s and were hell but i made it through you know that's the thing everyone's on their own different journey i just I'm just trying to do my best to be there and be supportive, which, you know, at that age is all you can really do for yeah, sure. You know? And yeah, I guess, yeah, like you said, where you're planting the seeds, as long as they're aware of what you know, I mean, you're well versed in everything that you know. So it'll be hard for that message not to get passed on. But I guess with anyone, it's up to them to have that experience themselves and then be like, oh, that's how this connects to that. You know them sort of aha moments. Yeah, it probably come later on after school years, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, there, well, there's a lot of stuff that she points out to me too. There's a lot of stuff that she'll point out. Um, like she'll be watching a movie or a show, and she'll be like, "Dad, you gotta come see this," and then show me, and it's like some sort of symbol or something they say, or you know, talking about high fructose corn syrup or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. You know, she knows. She knows how I I about things and see things and stuff so my kid's really smart like one thing my ex i'm extremely grateful for was she didn't get any vaccines for the first year so uh she did get the hep b right out of the you know right out of the womb whatever that i think it's hep b 
um which you know that they, they it just kind of happened they don't even really tell you it's just like oh it's just how it is good good bam there you go um but yeah she didn't have any vaccines she only got i think like like three or four of them and there's like 72 on the schedule now 72 by the time you're 18 if you're born today by the time you're 18 you'll have 72 vaccines that's not including flu shots or covid shots i don't think at least but yeah 72 vaccines you know what i mean when I, when i was a kid it was like 10 which is still a lot because it doesn't do anything but two is another 72 is a lot man like just imagine taking i mean i think by the time they're two i think it's like 30 or 40 vaccines right you know there's vaccines that you need to go into seventh grade there's whatever whatever it's i don't don't know how it is over there but it's that's not in the u i don't think they have that in the uk yeah it's vaccines to get into seventh grade why have you got different diseases in seventh grade? <laughs> uh, there's one. Yeah, there's one. It's like, uh, what is it? There's some STD or something that they. There's one. I think there's a meningitis vaccine. You know, I got all the I got all the slips. I was like, I'm not, you're not taking any freaking vaccines, you know. But like my kid is she's she's smart. Like she has a crazy, crazy memory. She always had a crazy memory. Like she can still tell me exact dates from when she was like four you know what i mean it's kind of wild but um yeah that's one thing i'm really grateful for i mean her mom her mom like really ran off over there like she got into like heroin and fentanyl for like five years she's been clean for like a year now but she's still not she's not that same mom that she was that first year year and a half where she was like extremely dedicated like really was like way before i was into conspiracies or anything like that she was anti-vax she was, you know, no, no formula, got a breastfeed, do all this stuff. I'm like, hell yeah, cool. You know, and now she's just like, here, you want, you want some, uh, you know, some fast food and whatever. She's like, all right, you know, at least you're around, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. I, it, it made me a better father because I realized I had to do more. But you know, I love being a dad, though. I, I love it. It's it's really the best can't recommend it enough that's for sure yeah well yeah it's uh the next generation that you're building yeah i want more kids for sure i've, I've been single for like three years i I mean i've totally over the last three years i've totally changed who i am and what i want you know 10 different times so <laughs> and i still like keep an eye out you know i was hoping to find someone at like the farmer's market or something like that but mm. i'm just not I don't really think about it that much. To me, when the right person comes along, she comes along. Yeah, you'll, you know, you'll, if, you, if you force yeah. it, because I don't, I don't want to waste time dating whoever or just yeah. you know screwing around or anything. Like I'm not, it's not what I'm. I don't care about that at all. I just want to find the right woman, settle down, homestead off grid, and you know go live that life. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm ready for. Everything's just kind of setting up for that. Right, I'm gonna end the recording. Okay. See you later, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.